Fill her up. You're listening to the Gas Digital Network. And back by popular demand, we are once again live. Slick and thick live. Your boy Gerard Michaels here. And to my right, at six foot three, two hundred pounds, and every one of them is a problem. The CEO of the RNC, the master of punks, the tamer of sages, the king of the ring himself, the one, the only, Mickey Gall. Yo, what the fuck's up, bro? How you doing, bro? Man, I'm doing all right. Big hey, news hey, in the UFC hey, world. First. Jorge, we live? Everything's a go? You guys, you could do you double swear. <laughs> that was Cross your heart, hope to die. Two thumbs up, two thumbs All right. up. All right, all right, let's go. Now we can get into. You know the what show. else is a go? What? Chandler McGregor. Chandler McGregor. The yeah. the Mac. It's the yeah. return of the Mac. You excited? You excited for him? I think. Yeah, that's a banger fight. Solid. That's a banger move fight. Beyond the fight, having him coach tough. The Facts. world loves oh, yeah, McGregor. You get, to, you get to squeeze all that. Oh, you know get, what I mean? Get, get all that, that shit Ma- out of him. Get yeah. all that McGregor juice. Get yeah, that all that material. Juice. Yeah. I that love material. it. The, yeah. the material. Yeah. yeah. For, you see he almost got killed on while he was on his bike? Yeah. Things just happen. Things yeah. just happen when you put a camera on Mac. Yeah. Who you got? Chandler or Mac? Which one? Chandler. Chandler. Yeah. Tough comeback fight for McGregor. You think that, wouldn't they want to, like, give him a... Give him somebody that that's uh... like like who? That's true. The UFC's tough, huh? Tough yeah, division. bro. It's not. Yeah, I mean it's scripted and also you know we'll, it is scripted. Uh, it's all scripted. It's all scripted. It's all scripted. So like the NFL, it's right? Scripted. Arian and, Foster let the cat out the bag, bro. So, it's all yeah, scripted. So for people that don't know, Arian Foster uh, came out uh, and finally admitted that the NFL is scripted and that they got a script. Yeah. What do you it. think? Uh, I, I I think I gotta tell you, you know, everyone's I, been seeing the memes. Like we've all been seeing these I, memes. I, I had it's all my over suspicions. the place. I had my suspicions. Yeah, but it's good to have somebody finally admit that it's scripted. Right. Um. I just I feel really bad for Ray Rice. You know, Rutgers guy. Fuck. Can you imagine, Ray Rice. They did Ray Rice dirty. Can you imagine bro. when Ray Rice got his script. Fuck. Ugh. So I have to do this. That's a tough one. It's, it's for it's it's for I the good. Beat my chick up in an elevator, it's knock her unconscious, good, drag her out by her hair. It's for the good of the shield, Ray. The fuck? It's for the good of the shield. Yeah. Yeah. So, but the UFC, as it turns out, and now you're going on the record here, Mickey Gall, damn near 10-year UFC veteran. Right. You are on record as saying, so the UFC is, in fact, scripted. 100%. 100% So scripted, bro. Uh, you know, I think, again, I think uh, me and a lot of the uh, civilian normie regulars have suspected this for a very yeah. long time. You know, some people's kayfabe's a little better than others. Right. You know, um, you know, but when you know Ben Askren, like you know, come on, you know this guy, this guy's unbeatable for for years, and then all of a sudden, you know, just just you know takes a knee to the face, and that's that's that. I mean, it was clear that they wanted to push Jorge Masvidal. Yeah. Uh, and but Jorge deserved his push. I mean, so we we there was chinks in the armor. We 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 understand. But as a guy who's gotten the scripts, what do you feel like when you get the script uh, for your fight? Oh, uh, you really put me on the spot here, bro. Yeah. I wish I had thought all of this through. Yeah. Um, so when you got the script for the CM Punk fight, you must have been really pumped. Yeah, I figured out. <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, I was shocked. I was, I couldn't believe I was actually yeah. supposed to to win. Wow. And in such a convincing manner, you would yeah. have thought that they might like want to like create a little story, a little drama, maybe a little comeback. You know, build up. You know, 
build up Phil, but no, it was the writers were just like, no, this is going to be devastation. Bro, I can't even do this anymore. <laughs> I can't even do this do you, anymore. The, do you think uh, Jose I Aldo? I can't even pretend. When Jose Aldo got his script. I can't script, even pretend. I, tr- said, I actually tried. Like, I tried Conor to go McGregor with it. Conor McGregor is going to yes end. I tried 13. to yes end and be a fucking, like, your improv partner. Yeah. But my it actually is burning my integrity. <laughs> it's hurting my integrity. What the fuck is Arian Foster talking about? No, he's joking. The, he's I know. I know he's joking. joking. I know he's joking. I know. Can you but, imagine? Like, Yo, people are imagine? taking that shit mad Yo, serious, though. How stupid people are people? are so fucking George dumb. George Carlin has, an, has a statement that rings so much more true. Imagine George Carlin in, in right. the social media age. He says, think of the most average intellect you know. And then understand mm-hmm. that half of the population is dumber than them. So the fact that so many people... You know, but but it was great how many NFL guys like had fun with it. Kurt Warner was like, "When I got, the I script, know, I know, it was, it was funny." When I when I got the script that I had to throw a ninety nine yard uh, interception return in in the, in the Super Bowl, I was a little upset. But I I understand it's for you know the show must go on. Yeah, <laughs> like, all the guys who get hurt are <laughs> yeah. like like yeah, it's a tough I, one. Yeah, I'm, oh shit, my hammy goes in week yeah. four. Yeah. You know what can I mean? You imagine Robert, Robert Griffin the third. He's like yeah. shit. Like when I saw that, you know, they're all using the memes and shit. Like fuck. Yeah, when they when they wrote my character off of the Redskins, I was really upset. Yeah. But hey, the show must go on. What do you think when Jose Aldo got his script and they were like, "It's 13 seconds, buddy." You, I know you at this like, at this point, you've been one of the greatest champions of all time. But yeah. everything's gonna change in one. Lap. Jose Aldo, he's one of those guys who like I think. Is like up there on Goat Mountain as well. I think people he's forgot. Been dis- he's been disrespected. People forgot, man. People forgot. They sleep on him. Well, you just saw what happened with Fedor, and it's a very strange thing with all athletes. You know, like the ending is kind of important because that's the way so many in a generation remember you. There's an entire generation of people that have just watched Fedor get the absolute shit kicked out of him. Um, you know, and unless they're they're adept enough to go back and look at early Fader, where he was, for my mind, the best fighter on. He's the on, he's on Go Mountain for sure. Yeah, he's the best. I don't I don't think has there ever been a better heavyweight. You'd think. I mean, it's hard it's hard to say. I I put Cain Velasquez up there. Yeah, I say Cain Velasquez. Uh, yeah, I think Cain Cain Velasquez might be my heavyweight goat, but Fedor would probably be number two. And like what Fedor did. Like oh he was like thirty three and zero or some shit yeah. and then he like I think he lost to uh, he like dropped Bigfoot Silva I think and got caught in a triangle I could be wrong I know he then he had Dan Henderson rocked mm-hmm. and then Hendo caught him with like a with like a short uppercut and put him out and he like I think he dropped like Hendo, a few what straight a tough bastard Dan Henderson Hendo's man. a bad man yo. I yeah I love Hendo. Yeah. Fedor had one loss that was kind of bullshit. It was like a cut from the glove, then went on a 27-fight win streak. He then lost by triangle to Fabricio Verdum. Oh, yeah. Verdum. Verdum was a monster. And Did he lose then, to, to Bigfoot Silva? And then to Bigfoot Silva, and then to Henderson. That was his, like, big skid. Right. But, but he, he was, like, he bounced was he, 33 back and 1 that. or some shit then at Yeah, some essentially. He had a 27-fight win streak. Which is wow. even more impressive that he bounced back from that. You see so many guys, they have their run. I mean, Roy Jones Jr., you have your run. Then you catch your your one or two losses, and then it's kind of like, well, this guy's on the other side of it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, yeah, I was telling Chad about like pride, like a lot of like, like my cousin Chad, like a lot of pride fighting or like pride in like like the emotion. Pride fighting, okay, because that's what fate where Fado really made his name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these guys, like these OGs, like people don't even know about pride. Pride was badass. They're like what's pride? Pride pre- like preceded the UFC. That was in Japan. It had like. You know, and you know what else? I didn't get to give Chad enough props when I told uh, half my haircut story <laughs> the other time from the episode that got damned. But uh, the episode that the people will never know how yeah. great that episode was. 
Hard uh, we have a question about that from the live chat. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what would it take for you to guys to just do a dub over of the audio of the video only version how, of that podcast? Do you know how close I was to asking you to do that? Do you have any idea how, how the fuck we do that? Lip, we got to hire a lip reading expert. No, we, me and you would just have to sit there and and uh, and, and do our own. Yeah, VO. not enough money. <laughs> not enough money. Like, uh, well, yeah, no, yeah. not. Have, have you ever money. done any anything VO? Have you ever done any voiceover stuff? Uh, no, never. It's the worst shit on earth, especially when you have to like try to match. Like right. you know, like a, I've been in a couple small independent films, and like the sound goes off, or they didn't get the right angle, so then they're they're using a match shot, yeah, to cover, and then they want you to kind of like try to match, you know, the whatever you said in that moment again because they didn't have the audio, and you're trying to do it, and it, you sound like it's you doing you, and somehow you don't sound like you. You're like, and I did this over there, yes, yeah, yeah. It, I had to do. I've had to do a lot of those like interviews where they like. That they're gonna play on like the jumbotron mm-hmm. uh, on like the big screen before the fights, little hype ups. Exactly. So, but it's so weird because it's like it's like a Tuesday or Wednesday, and you're like, tonight I'm gonna beat Sage Northcutt's ass, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> you to, like you have to like pretend yeah. you're doing it like right before. Yeah. Um. Like, and and then they're like, because you'll be like, you'll be like Saturday night I'm gonna kick his ass, and they're like, tonight you have to say tonight because like <laughs> that's what you know what I mean. So it's yeah. like, yeah. You're like I'm a fighter. They're like, no, 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 okay, but what's my motivation here? You yeah, know? yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're really angry at this guy. You're really upset. You're going to kill this guy. Yeah. You ever seen the Key and Peele sketch on that? Yes. That is That's maybe really my funny. favorite Key and Peele. I like the, the, I like the names. Yo, actually, that reminds me. Fuck, I wish I sent this. I know I sent it to you, mm. um, but they made like a all, like, uh, like an all-star league of of college football names remember ah, i sent that yes, to you yes 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 and they got someone like the be- uh if you guys could look that up it's yeah. it's it's fucking hilarious that's one of my favorite uh, it's pretty key funny yeah the three pumps the three pumps was another great one the key and peel i know that one where, where they're talking about whether or not he's going to get the flag for uh excessive celebration he does two pumps is he gonna three pumps three pumps yeah, yeah, three pumps the flag yeah. I, I liked uh I like the one where he's Obama and he's going in and like all the white people, he shakes their <laughs> hand like very like, hello, sir. And then he's like, you know this, what's up, my brother? <laughs> all the black guys is so, so funny. That one hits me to my soul because I played for the Newark Bears when Cory Booker was the mayor of Newark, now senator from New Jersey, Cory Booker. And he came into the, the locker room and did that. Yeah, he came into the locker room like whitey, and- whitey, <laughs> yes. whitey, whitey. Like, hey, what's up, my brother? Hey, it's great yeah. to have you in our city, man. You're representing the city. What's up, my dude? What's happening? <laughs> but the problem with it was is that he thought the black, he thought the Dominican guys were black guys. So uh, he's doing that, and then like Alberto Castillo, like, Ola? yeah, Alberto <laughs> Castillo was like Ola Holmes, a 20 year big leaguer. <laughs> And, and like one of the most racist human beings on planet Earth. Too. Who was Alberto Castillo? He's like a <laughs> backup catcher, and and, and the, you know he would say unbelievably racist things. Huh. And um, it was it was a different time. I don't know. Who knows? But and so Cory Booker does hey, that. Can hey, I say something? What's up, bro? racism? Never okay. Never okay. Never okay. Mickey, go. You heard it here first, guys. The UFC is rigged and racism is bad. <laughs> Mickey Gall. <laughs> the UFC is scripted and racism is Hey, I already said that was bothering okay. my integrity. Even yeah. just making that fucking joke. Yeah, that's not what I don't the, know how Arian Foster... That's like, not what yo, the internet's going to say, buddy. I respect his, his trolldom. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And especially when people came after him and was like, so what happened when you, know, when you fell off a cliff in 2008? Was that in the script? He goes, why do you think I'm outing him? I hated that writing. They wouldn't yeah. listen to me. Like... 
you know his his commitment to the to the bit was amazing. Yeah, it's he's hilarious. a smart dude. He um, I, are you talking about what he did with his draft? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he then, took stock in himself. Yes, right. Very yeah, interesting. Or sold stock. Well, in he himself. tried to he tried to start a stock market for athletes where people could buy stock. But it was real and it was tangible. So, like, if you got a crazy amount of – so, basically, it was kind of a precursor to NIL a little bit. He wasn't really able to get it off the ground, but it was really smart. So, you know, you're a college kid. I could give you hundred grand for 20% of your future earnings, right? And you go out and you ball out and you get $100 million from Campbell's or something like that. That's $20 million for me. Mm. You know, like yeah. – and that college kid needs that hundred grand. So it was a really smart idea he came up with. How did how did he end up uh, breaking at the end? Did he break even? Did he break? Did, did it was it a good move for him? No, I don't. It... I don't think that they ever actually were able to like get it. You sure? To the point where you could do it. Yeah, you can never buy stock in an athlete yet. You know, there's a there's still a little bit of a stigma with like you know buying human beings. You know, people still are a little you know kind of you know. Yeah. Even even buying pieces of them and hoping they do really well, still a little bit iffy. <laughs> still iffy. Still iffy to have a whole bunch of you know. Yeah, no bueno. Still still iffy for a whole bunch of white guys to to buy timeshares in, in a black running back. You know, yeah, no, we're not no we're not good. there yet as yeah. a society. You know, There's, yeah, yeah. Even though you know you really want this guy to be successful. Yeah, but who knows? But then there's other sides of that. Like, imagine if you sh- could you short a stock and then go out and like make sure the guy was out drinking until five o'clock in the morning so he has a bad day. You know? Didn't LT used to like send hookers to his uh yes. his opponents like hotels? I love that. Yeah. Where I don't see this generation Z doing stuff like that. One, I don't see them having they've been coddled too much, they've been coached too much. I don't see them having the creativity to do that right. to their opponents. I also don't see them as thinking that is like either fair play. I don't see them as a very competitive generation. Right. You know, I see them they, you know, so much of the memes I saw from the last dance with Jordan and everything he was saying, I respected everything he was saying to the core of my being. I'm like, hell yeah, do yeah. it. And then so many people were like, winners and losers, binary, this is blah, blah, blah. And then they, you know, they tie it into like, this is the capitalistic mental and stuff like that. I'm like, you just sound like a fucking loser to me. Yeah. You know? If you can't, if you can't hang, can't hang. Now, how great would it be if you, if LT sent hookers to your room, you smashed them out all night and still bald? That's, True G shit, right? Ball there. them and then ball in the game. Ball them, ball them out. Well, now and back in the them. day they thought women weaken legs, and now there's actually a bunch of studies that turn out it's the opposite. It raises your testosterone, which increases performance. Right. You can't be up all night doing, you know. Yeah, losing your sleep. Can't be, be losing no, the sleep. No bueno. Yeah, it's not really the women so much as the booze and the blow. Probably, I would imagine. Sure. That's that's yeah. the. So what comes along with it? Yeah. The yeah the late nights out. Chasing it, yeah, yeah, that's no good. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Lee, by the way, works for women too. A big subscriber to that theory is Ronda Rousey, who says she tries to have as much sex as she can before every single fight. Hey, yeah, for women, it's, that's supposed to raise your testosterone. Is like getting, getting it. Getting it. Yeah. What? What do you think the What do you think the Olympic Village is a zoo? Yeah, the Olympic Villages. They're just out there fucking. Absolutely. If If jujitsu, they're talking about maybe making jujitsu an Olympic sport. If jujitsu becomes an Olympic sport. Would you try to compete in the Olympics? If jiu-jitsu is an Olympic sport? Yeah. They should make jiu-jitsu an Olympic sport. They should. Sure. Uh, Yeah, MMA too. Both of those should be an Olympic sport for sure. How do you do MMA in an Olympic sport though? What do you mean? How are you going to do MMA? How are you going to do five matches in three days? Um, Grand Prix style? I think you have to do like you have to pick like maybe five weight classes. 
and have like how sick would that be? Have from each country like five weight classes represented. Yeah, got to think like USA, Brazil, um, Russia. Who else would be tight teams? Well, you got to qualify. It would be qualifiers. I would imagine for MMA, there would be like uh, those. Who knows? You do three minute rounds. Keep and so, then and you like know what boxing. I mean? So you're doing it like boxing. I guess so. Have you seen Olympic boxing? I have. It's not the best. Very boring. It's yeah, tag. It's like They're it's tag. tag. It's like yeah. It's yeah. point fighting. It's yeah. touching. It's yeah. kind of fencing with gloves. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I mean MMA. I, I it would basically be like a takedown. If you get a takedown, you're gonna win. Yeah. Kind That's of. like what a- a- amateur MMA is like a lot too. Epon. You know? Yeah. They probably well, it's an amateur thing, so you you would have to do an amateur MMA rules headgear and and leg guards. You don't wear headgear in MMA. In amateur MMA? Yeah, fuck no! Imagine a guillotine with in a headgear. True. Or, so or you just do have shit over your eyes. You do have the you leg wear, guards. You wear though. shin guards. Shin guards. Yeah. You wear shin in 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 most, but like different states have different rules. Like a uh, jersey, you have to wear like uh, you wear shin guards. You could then do at a certain point, you could do advanced where you take the shin guards off and can like like you can't ground and pound in jersey and PA. You can to the body um, though, right? You can punch the body, yeah. but like then it's it's almost like wrestling because that doesn't make get a reaction enough. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But in like Ohio, um, I remember when I, I was always trying to fight amateur in Ohio because you have no shin guards and you can ground and pound. Really? So it was like almost like pro rules. It, it, but then it's three minute rounds. Four ounce gloves also. In P- in Pennsylvania, it's two minutes. Uh, yeah, maybe like, maybe like six ounce gloves. I don't know. Pennsylvania is two minutes. You say? Yeah. You about to make a fucking run at I a, like that. I like I like that. in the Pennsylvania circuit. I like that. Yeah. That's uh that's that's much Can you make heavyweight now? Yeah, for sure. What are you at? Yeah. I I just have to go 15 pounds. No problem. 20 pounds maybe. After that <laughs> after that roast beef sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, take for a couple sure. dumps, clean out, you'll be all right. Yeah, for sure. For sure. An amateur fight? I don't know. I I'll tell you what. If uh if we get to um we get to 10,000 subs, I'll do an amateur fight. How about that? If the people want to see it, we get to 10,000 subs, I'll get to. I'll, I'll go out there and do yeah. it. I'll do an ammy. Yeah. Right. Why not? Right, why not? I can set that up very quickly. I know. I'd rather do a pro. I'd like to get my ass kicked for money. You can make money in amateurs and sell a bunch of tickets. So if we get to 10,000 subs. Yeah, y'all better come <laughs> to watch, yeah, well, check that's, G out. Well, that's what I was texting you, man. I felt so bad for Fader, bro. I love Fader, like, growing up watching this guy. And I was like, I felt bad for, like, a second. And yeah. then I'm like, yeah, I've got my ass kicked for a lot less. A lot less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been stabbed but Like you were saying before, um, it's a lot of, that's the way it kind of goes in this sport. It's not as graceful as a finish. No. You know what I mean? Rarely. It's like a young lion's going to come up and, you know. Yeah. But our whole like paradigm has to shift almost like the way we like people look at fighters. Like it's just it's different. It's different than than the other sports. All, and all all sports should be, you know, he, I think held in high regard. We we got a bunch of you know fat motherfuckers sitting on the couch eating Cheetos, talking shit about you know these pro athletes who are putting their fucking like everything on the line. Yeah. You know what? Mm-hmm. You know, but like uh, I think I. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know with our culture if that shift will ever really come. You know. I think the the shift already just, happened and it went in the wrong direction. I mean, guys like Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless are remarkably wealthy. Yeah, when, when Stephen doing... A. Smith was disrespecting Cowboy like that and like he quit, he quit, motherfucker. You you have a fight. Literally, they've done nothing. They only talk about right. the things other people have done, and sure. it's made them massively wealthy. And that's our kind of internet culture. I, I wrote something yesterday on Twitter, 
that I ended up uh, deleting and then reposting because I started getting just crazies in my DMs. But I said, I, I think Twitter is going to eventually lead to a genocide. And I do believe this because it engenders nothing but conflict and no conflict resolution. And okay. that, that that's not the way that we're built as a species. Right. We're built as a species for conflict and conflict resolution and growth from that conflict. Right. When we're constantly no one's getting smashed in the no, face. No, there's I, I no have resolution. Self reflection. So I think what, what's going to end up happening is it's, uh, that that conflict doesn't doesn't just disappear into the ether. I think it bottles up, bottles up. You're going to get a mass shooter out of this thing. You're going to get a genocide out of this thing. There's going to be. You know, somebody's going to walk in somewhere and be like, ah, I'm taking care of this once and for all. And that's kind of what's going to end up happening, I think. And yeah. that's, you know, I think the media at large really is, is playing a very, very, very dangerous game by just they make so much money being antagonistic. And right. Making everything very polarizing. Yeah. This side versus that side. Yes. It's like that that thing with uh, all the ants in the jar. It's also, you know what I mean, shaking the jar. Then they start, who's shaking the jar? No one. The media shaking the jar. Yeah. It's also like the, uh, the people up on the on the castle mm-hmm. looking down, or it's like, look, as long as we get the pitchfork people arguing mm-hmm. with the uh, f- people holding the flames, yeah, like then then we're good. Yeah. You know, I just had that thing on Fox News, and in my DMs right after, it was like two people, very few, but it was like two people that were like, that shit was tight. Thanks, that man. was cool. But two people were like, "Ew, you're you're. Why would you go on Fox News?" And I'm sitting here like, "It's not like CNN's breaking down my door." Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. I'd go on anywhere. So wait, so Fox News is like the that's like the that's the that's the right wing, the right wing, yeah. and then CNN's the left wing. And literally so everything not, else it, is not, left wing. So where everything. is like where's down the middle news? There's no money in the center. The biggest problem in America. Is where's that, the fucking real shit? There's no money in it. So 80% of the people agree with each other in this country. So when you hear people say stupid shit, this country's never been so divided. Uh, One, we had a literal civil war. That's number one. Facts. Literally killed each other before. So the country- 150 years ago? The country has been more divided. It was like 150 years ago? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Um, 160? Yeah. 160. Fucking wild. Two, Two generations. Two generations. Yeah. So yeah. Country's been more divided. Two eighty-year-olds. <laughs> yeah, uh, politics have never been worse. Uh, people were literal slaves in this country. Yeah, you know, things have been a lot worse. Actually, it's the opposite. Things have almost never been better, quantifiably. This is as good as it's ever been, and we're and, and that creates problems. There's a there's we're finding the problems because we're finding that the conflict is profitable. But we have a system where ten percent on the left are crazy and 10% on the right are greedy and the 80% in the middle just want to live their life and be left alone but who gets the attention the 10% that are crazy and the 10% that are greedy because if you asked everybody in this entire building how much time have they ever donated to a political campaign how many people in here have donated have donated time or money to a political campaign have you no have you you've donated Jorge you've donated time and money to a political campaign uh, yeah, I stupidly donated to Yang when he first came on for a president. Okay, Who? Andrew Yang, the fo- uh, the forward party now. Um, and- uh, I also I gave money to the uh, legalization of cannabis in Israel a couple of years ago. I got a bumper sticker for it. Oh wow, a whole bumper sticker. Sick. Do you have a car, Omri? Not anymore. Okay. <laughs> so again, he wears it though on his jacket. So why do we get an AOC and why do we get a Lauren Boebert? 
And why do, don't people understand that these are exactly the same people? Because the crazies donate their time. Normal people aren't going out on a Saturday hanging out at a fucking post office hanging out political literature. That's what lunatics do. And most people can't afford eggs, let alone to give $10,000 to a political party. And if you give $10,000 to a political party, you're probably doing it because you expect a little shadow back, right? Right. So you got the crazies and you got the greedy. And those are the only two people that any politician cares about because that's the only two people a politician can use. So is a the main issue with this is it the money in politics? Um like why why is it, why if if and if there's ever to make a rule, why wouldn't there be a rule that shit's got to be uh, who's enforcing kept real? the rule? Well, people who are getting their pockets laced. Who? So that's the thing. The people got to hold politicians accountable. The politicians gave themselves a raise, my brother. When we got shut down, our government was shut down. So I'm for saying, years. if we took money out of it, how if we made it illegal? Illegal. No lobbying. But what is illegal? Who? Who do do cops listen to you or do they listen to their bosses? So who who enforces this? I don't know the fucking president. That's what the uh, that's what the a president you know you can get behind and you think vote the, for. You think, the, you think the president doesn't want money in politics? No, I'm sure he does. But like that's it's, it has to be someone like who's like above that. You <laughs> the, know what I mean? To make an actual like change. The unfortunate truth is that the only way that we make a change is that we either cripple these people financially. That's where we talked about the debt strike. Or and in doing so, kind of cripple ourselves. Like we got to be willing to burn it to the ground just to stop them. Unfortunately, or the other side of it is, you know, armed revolution. You got the first amendment. The first amendment is the first for a reason, and then the second amendment second. There's no incentive for these guys not to do dirty dirtbag shit because they're making so much fucking money and they're so untouchable, bro. They break laws every fucking day, and there's not a thing that happens to any of them. Why would they stop? Why would they stop? Mm. They're the new mafia, bro. Why would they stop? They're making so much money. They're making, there's so much money That's why you war. need, like, a, a reluctant leader. Yes. Someone who do- doesn't want the job, doesn't want the shit, wants to yes. just chill and be left alone and be a good person, but then he get assigned to it and actually fix all the shit up. You're so actually re- make everything right. You're so you know right. what I mean? It, it should be a reluctant It shouldn't be anyone who wants a, a job, anyone who wants a job, you're disqualified. Agreed. Anybody anyone running, who wants power, sorry, any, you're out. I I, I now so we're talking. you need someone needs to be picked to like like you know what I mean to then go in there and fucking actually do like the right thing. Someone who's like virtue and like honor has been proven and shown over time, you know? Yep. Bill Belichick this country would do great with Bill Belichick. I think. 100%. Because at that level, it's not about what you know. It's about identifying talent and setting up talent for success. Another huge right, delegating. 100%. Yeah. Another huge problem with our system as it is, is the people who are the best at politics are the worst at governing. It's two completely different personality types. I'll elaborate on that. So a, sa- a politician is a salesman. A salesman, a guy that can go out. Look good in a suit, say the company lines, but he's not the guy that's actually like go, like he'll sell you the life insurance policy. Right. But he's not he's not the quantitative in the back actually doing the math, making sure the policy's solid and that you're solvent going forward. That's some you know that that's some some nerd you know back there that that couldn't you know that wouldn't look you in the eye when he shook your hand and looks like a schlub. That's the real brains behind the operation. But that that's why salesmen exist so that that guy's brilliance 
can be, you know, uh, presented properly, right? Mm. So, the, so the salesman is the politician. I'm going to go out there and hope and change and everything's going to be great. You think Bill Clinton was sitting there at night going over, you know, intel reports and yeah. breaking down and, and going through going through the budget line by line? No way, man. That guy's smoking cigars and hiding them places. You know what I mean? Like Bill, Bill's just, hey, I'm just here to get this shit going. You guys figured it out from here, you know? And that's all right. But you have to be able to delegate properly. So, you know, anybody that's a great CEO would be a CEO, a general. Like these are the type of people that, that need to be in those positions of leadership because they're not doing the fucking job. It's their staff that's doing the job. They're not writing these bills. It's their staff that's writing these bills. Right. So we, and that's what's crazy when someone's running for president. They should have to run with the whole team. Tell me who your VP is. Tell me who your your uh you know your 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 head of the state is. Tell me who you know who 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 are your department leaders. What is your cabinet? They should have to run as a group, so we can choose. Like George Bush might have been a good guy, but as soon as Dick Cheney and Donald Rumsfeld on board, nope, out next. Yeah. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> No, no. Let's save a million lives in Iraq. Let's let's nip this in the bud. Now, uh, you said that Clinton might be a Kennedy. That's that's the conspiracy. Where theory. is this conspiracy coming from, Omri? Why don't you pull up the the conspiracy that the I like me the Kennedy deep conspiracy. I like I like the Kennedys. Uh, that Bill Clinton might be the illegitimate son of one of the Kennedys. I forget which one. It can't be Joe. He'd be too young. Uh, Joe Kennedy? He'd be too young. Apparently. So, you know, so Joe uh, Sr., uh-huh. right? And then JFK had an older brother, Joe, who was killed in war. That's right. right? He was the guy that they were really that's grooming, who was, right? That's yeah. who was supposed to really, like, be the guy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so I know uh, JFK, he rigged his, like, election in college. Did he really? Yeah, he he rigged his election. Chicago and like, politics and and, uh, and became like class president or something. <laughs> and then he uh he I mean he was a total fucking poonhound. Oh yeah, Kennedy. Like they had they would call him Mattress Jack. That's <laughs> no, was, did yeah, they really? Oh yeah, because he was. They have everyone has like recordings of him. Like they would they'd be following him. Like the CIA and mm-hmm. uh, FBI, like Hoover had like so many like yeah. of all these girls that he would like frequent. Probably got Norma Jean killed. I think him Bob, and Bobby was relatively straight laced and more like moralistic, mm-hmm. very like you know like That's little holier say. than thou. Yeah, but apparently he That's was what Hoover says. <laughs> yeah, but he was. But apparently he both of the Kenny brothers were going after old Norma Jean, aka Marilyn Monroe. Well, the the story as it goes was Jack tried pushing her off on Bobby. Said enough's enough. My brother's a good guy. Why don't you? He he'd enjoy the company, but she was out of pocket. She was like, she was calling the White House at night, like landline. For real? Yeah, bitch, I live here. My wife lives here. So wait, you you're know. saying Jack <laughs> tried to push Marilyn Monroe onto Bobby? Yeah, that's the. It was kind of like a, uh, it was kind of like a forced Eskimo thing. brother brother. Oh yeah, Eskimo bros, Eskimo bros. So yeah. the Eskimo bros. Yeah, but yeah, she all like and uh. If you believe again the conspiracy theories, like she got an ultimatum from Bobby Kennedy and was like, You're too crazy. This is over. You know, this now now we've Y'all too crazy. Th- there are lines being crossed with people you don't cross lines with. And she's like, I'm going to the press. And this was at a time when everybody knew like personal life was off limits. Like 
everybody knew what Mickey Mantle was doing, but they couldn't write about it. This was this was For a real? time this was a time before tabloids. Yeah. Um kind of changed Mickey with Mickey Mantle was a player too, ball, huh? uh ball 4 changed everything. There was a book was called ball ball, four. ball 4. I believe is it Jim Bunning? Jim he was a pitcher. Uh and he was in is the he snitching. He snitched. Damn. He told everything about everybody, Damn. Whitey Ford, the whole nine. What what Whitey do? They he was ostracized, man. He was one of the he was one of the boys and they were like, "How fucking dare you?" Like, Wait, how Whitey, could he, you? Well, he who was ostracized? Bunning? Oh yeah. Okay, he but told all. This, about Whitey he told, Ford? Oh, dude, they were like the Rat Pack, man. Whitey Ford and Mickey Mantle, Mickey Mantle. and uh, uh, the second base Bobby Maris Richardson. Maris was 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 according to the did movie sixty one. Maris did, was wasn't uh, didn't fit in with that group because he was like a family man. Yeah, just wanted to go home to his wife and kids. Yeah, drink his the milk. Mick, the Mick was out there fucking slanging. Dick. Slanging. What was that? Uh, that that thing where he like he wrote the note on the about. He's like, yeah, I pulled my hamstring, so I just had to get a blowjob. <laughs> yeah, they asked for Old Timers Day. Yeah, they asked him to write what his greatest, uh, his greatest memory of the old stadium was when they were when they were bringing in the new stadium, and he was like, yeah. So I had pulled my hamstring, and I was bored as hell. So, you know, I uh, had this <laughs> had this girl come down and give under me under the bleachers. Yeah, give me a blowy under the bleachers. <laughs> <laughs> and the PR guy's like, I can't say any of this. Yeah, but they have that piece of paper. They have the they piece have the of paper. paper. They have the piece. He's like, I don't know, make one up. I don't know, say. That's when I hit a home run in the World Series or something. I told you what it was. Say what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, probably probably on juice, the Mick. You think? Oh, for sure, because they, they had a doctor that would give him a cocktail. Same doctor. Now, this is where this thing comes full circle. Same doctor as Kennedy, apparently. And it was this, supposed to be this hangover cure. But really what it was was like uh, amphetamines and steroids. Mm. Feel better. <laughs> I feel great. Yeah. Woo. Woo. Yeah. That doctor feel good, right? Woo. Like, hit, hitting up Kennedy. Hitler, yeah. was, Hitler was like a full-on drug addict. Oh, just perv- getting like Pervitin. Pervitin, heroin, yeah. yeah. Omri, whenever you want to pull up anything that verifies what we're saying so it doesn't feel completely full of shit, you just feel free to go ahead and produce. Yeah. See, here's the problem with looking up Bill Clinton, illegitimate child, and Robert Kennedy, is that they all have so many illegitimate children that it's impossible. Oh, to... you talking about Bill Clinton's black son? Yeah. Pull that guy up. Have you seen Bill Clinton's black son? No. Oh. But I'd love to. I don't think I need a 23 and me for this one. For real? Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's sad in a way. It's really sad because he, he came out and he's like, I'm not trying to ruin this dude's career. I just, just want to meet my dad. Yeah, you know, and then you look at the guy, and you're like, "This guy's full of shit." And then you look at this guy, you're like, "Oh, okay. Well, if Bill ain't the dad, he's the uncle." <laughs> that's a that's a whole different. Whatever you want to pull it up, guys. There he is. Now put they got they've got a side by side that you can look. Yeah, when they were younger, you got to see the you got to pull up the one where it's Bill not, and him I'm at the same age. I'm not convinced in that picture. Yeah, you got to see the one where they're the same age. Have you ever seen Trudeau and Castro? I heard about this one, but no, I did not. It's another I'm not one. Not seeing a side by side. But again, you got to do it at the same age. It changes everything. When you know that's is he? He just made uh, whole, ha- having handguns illegal in Canada. Yeah, he's Canada. Canada's gone full China, bro. Yeah, full China. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can't. You can't forget buying them, selling them. You can't have them. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Trudeau. Forgive us. Yeah, yeah but I mean, all this stuff is like great, and it's. Uh, 
it's great gossip, but um, at the end of the day, it's, it's not funny. It's quite serious, isn't it? So, isn't it? You got uh, Norma Jean. So basically, the way the story goes is she was going to go to the press. Goodbye, Norma Jean. Yeah, and they were like, we are in a, we are in a cold war, honey. You, no, uh-uh. And yeah, they, they probably suicided her, man. Yeah, suicided her. Yeah. Now, sad, apparently, uh, old... Old Joe D left uh Dimash. Old Joe D left flowers at her uh gravesite every week until he died or had him delivered. Oh no shit. Yeah, he was that that was his like one true love, old Norma Jean. Hey, you know who else hit uh old Norma Jean? Huh. My man Johnny Russo. Johnny Russo? Johnny Russo, bro. When hit. he was like bro, he was like fucking thirteen at most. He was like ten years old. Smash Norma Dead Jean. Ass. Dead ass. Dead ass. Clifton Hotel went up there. He was like a hair cleaner. Yeah. Right? And he was drying her hair and shit. And then she fucking seduced him. You ever seen Forrest Gump? Yeah. Johnny Russo's like Forrest Guinea. (laughs) (laughs) He's Forrest Ginzo. Fuck yeah. That guy's been everywhere. I love everyone. When are we getting him on? We should get Johnny Russo. If you're listening to this, which I'm sure you are. I think he's a gas digital subscriber. Why wouldn't you listen to Slick and Thick? Johnny Russo played Carlo in The Godfather. have an open invitation. He's got one of the best fucking stories. And I feel like you deserve to defend yourself. He went to Pablo Escobar. He got kidnapped by Pablo Escobar because he killed one of his henchmen. Bare hands. No, I think he shot him in the face. Shot him in the face at one of his nightclubs. This dude, I think, was swinging around like a bottle. And shit, and he just, boom, put him down. And then Pablo Escobar kidnaps him and then made him recite The Godfather uh, with him. I knew it was you, Carlos. <laughs> no, that was Fredo. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, made him re- recite that. Yeah. Then he came back. Yeah, this guy's, this. oh, wait, he claims he knows who killed Monroe. I know Johnny, he, I we know need you. We got to have you on to. This guy's a national fucking treasure. Yeah, Johnny. And also, they did you dirty in the offer, Johnny. The offer did him so dirty. Did you dirty? They were like, let's have this guy typecast. He's a douchebag. Yeah. Those motherfuckers. You, you got to come on, and I want to know I want to know who the real Al Ruddy was. I want to yeah. know. I want to know who Al Ruddy really is. Because Al we Ruddy. contact, Johnny? Because the, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm one step away. I can, right. I'll get in contact with Johnny. All right. Uh, what, what, what did we get as far as uh, any of the other stuff we talked about there, Omri? Are we just moving on or? I'm working on it. Do you remember Arnold, what were we saying? You we remember just, when we had we that visual episode? Remember when we had that visual episode and we were like, "Hey, if you are on podcast listening to this audio, just just bail and come back and watch the visual episode." This is the opposite. If you're watching this episode, just go ahead and queue up Spotify. This is going to be much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, auditorily. Uh, but yeah, so like that type of shit in the '60s, man. They. Uh, that world building shit is still going on today, even though there's no Cold War. All those Cold War, War people made so much fucking money, and what they really came to realize: the military-industrial complex before Kennedy was Eisenhower. Who would know? He was a fucking general. He's like, nip this in the bud. They'll never, they'll never let us stop having war. It's too profitable. And he's been right. And what's crazy now is like, we talk about like woke shit and about how like um, that's every- why they murked Kennedy because they wanted more war. And yeah, he he, wanted, he, uh, he wasn't willing to escalate as fast as they wanted globally. Right. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't playing to, ball with them. Wasn't going into Cuba. He wasn't going into. Uh, he was very slowly going into Southeast Asia, and they were like, "Nah, you know, we need, we got, we need to take over the world." In their mind, they were like, "Why aren't we taking over the world? 
Like, we can take over the world. Why are we not doing it? Right. Which is the same mentality that these people have today. Hey, uh, speaking of taking over the world, some of that fucking Chinese balloon. That What's spy balloon that we finally shot balloon. down. Oh, that we man. finally shot down. What are your thoughts on that? I'm interested to know your thoughts on that Chinese balloon. Why? I want to know. I want to know what your thoughts are. On the Chinese balloon? Chinese balloon. Um... I mean, I don't really know. I think a foreign object over our fucking country, whatever. The whole ass country. Yeah, like I, I don't know. They're flying over Montana. Mm-hmm. They're flying like they're, f- and then I, I don't know why we let it go for so long. Yeah. Not shoot that shit down. Of course, it's, it's not obvious, right? What are we doing? Yeah. What what's what, what what do we have to gain over that? Are they trying to look over stuff? Hey guys, just so you know, you got. Some some I don't think they're trying to help us out. Big win for the flat earthers to be like, see, told you satellites don't exist. Told you. Wait, what? How do you? What does that mean? Well, because you can't put satellites up if there's a flat Earth. You can't get through the firmament. So you know, all those digital images that they're seeing are, are coming from these high altitude. Uh, what? Ev- how do we know it's a Chinese spy uh, spy balloon or a surveillance balloon? Whatever. Because the, fuck. the mainstream media told us it is. Mm. And if there's anything that I've learned over the last three years is whatever the mainstream media tells us, yeah, I think that is circles true. back to what we were saying in the beginning of this motherfucker. Yeah, man. Look, this idea that the entire Joint Chiefs of Staff that are willing to shoot first at everything didn't want to shoot this balloon is like, all right, well, they didn't know. What I want to know is how the hell it got all the way to Montana before we knew it was there. Like, have you ever seen the movie Red Dawn? Uh, no, but couldn't they have come from the West Coast? Couldn't it have started that way? So the so the movie Red Dawn is, you know, the Cubans and the Russians take over America, and then they get these these massive communist governments get beaten by six teenagers uh, with a rifle. And huh. awesome movie, Red Dawn. Incredible. When yeah. was this made? Uh, 86. Powers Booth. Charlie Sheen, Swayze, great movie. They did a remake, but I didn't watch it. Great, classic, red-blooded American patriotic movie. Yeah. Wolverines, six kids versus an army. Now, the, the craziest part of that movie is that it takes place in Colorado. So somehow mm. <laughs> the invasion started in Colorado. Yeah. Somehow. The dead middle of the country. That might have been, yeah, in uh, Man in the High Castle. I'm pretty sure that was the where the... Drop zone happened. That's yeah, they dropped they it right there. Bombed us. Yeah. So here we are thinking that's the dumbest part of the plot. You know, for thirty years we said that as great a movie as Red Dawn is, the dumbest shit is that it happened in Middle America. Not the six teenagers. Not the six teenagers. No, six teenagers. Fucking Goonies taking over the yes. fucking country. Yes. Yeah. So it sounds they like. nailed it. <laughs> Wolverines. Wolverines. Awesome movie. How have you not seen Red Dawn? Because I wasn't born in 86. Oh, you're so young. I know, and that's stupid because I talk about uh, plenty of movies that I wasn't bo- born for. But Red Dawn is one of those. I missed it, bro. Red Dawn is Yo, one I of missed, those movies that's so bad it's great. I missed, uh, I still haven't seen Top Gun. And uh, so I, I haven't watched a new one either. Why are you communist? <laughs> <laughs> if you're a comedy, you got to tell commie? me, bro. Yeah, I would t- I'll tell you. Yeah, if you're a comedy, you got to yes, tell me. Yes, I'm a communist and the UFC is scripted <laughs> and all that. <laughs> Yo, yeah, how about fucking... Joe, that Joe Rogan video you guys going super viral, man? Joe Rogan yeah. called you a beautiful man. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel beautiful. <laughs> I I thrive on compliments. <laughs> I thrive on compliments and uh, reinforcement. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, every, yeah. it's everything to me. <laughs> Actually, by the way. External uh, validation. Compliment. Yeah. Can you guys, can you, over there, Omri, can I have a compliment from you, please? I'm going to listen. Is there a compliment from the comments for Mickey? Is there a compliment for me? 
Uh, Mickey, when I first saw you, I was blown away by how beautiful you were. Thank you. Genuinely. Genuinely? Genuinely. Gerard, how about you? What you got for me, bud? I know, let's not have it be redundant here. Uh, Sorry about something other than my beauty. You know, make mm. me feel a little weird. Something other than compliment Mickey. Something other than your beauty. Um. <laughs> okay, and pause. Uh, com- pa- compliment. Pause. Compliment. Pause is correct. Pause. <laughs> pause. Pa- uh, compliment. Uh, I need one from you too. Okay, Mickey. Crackpot Whisperer is calling you a sexy ass boy. God. That makes me feel weird. Sexy boy. That didn't make me feel the way Not I hoped it was Not your boy toy. Boy toy. Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's so many things that I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Well, thank you. Yeah. Uh, I gotta tell you. Um. For sure, you're much uh, in person. You're much bigger and uh, smarter than I anticipated you being. Those, those are, t- and those are two true compliments. Thank you. Yeah, I like to break a mental sweat sometimes too. Just you a bit, know? yeah, you get a little intellectual. Yeah, very uh, autodidact for sure. Yes. Uh, I will yeah, say I'm on that episode last week, Mickey, uh, when you were dropping knowledge on like the Black Dahlia and all that stuff. Yeah, that was that was really impressive. I wasn't expecting that. Gosh, thanks, dude. Thanks. This is clearly the worst episode we've ever had. What's in the this comments? This is a Mickey episode now. <laughs> Sorry, we're not talking about communism and <laughs> a Gerard episode. The world is ending, and these are the people ending it. A Mickey episode is positive compliment. affirmation. I give you a compliment. You give me one. Hey, did you? Speaking of, did, what did you think of that Russell Brand thing I sent you with the meditations and stuff like that? Um, with him and Wim Hof, like yeah, because you're a little kind of into that Eastern stuff. You're into that Reiki stuff a little bit, yeah. Well, you know what Reiki is, right? No. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think so. I don't know why I said right. Reiki and it. I this is weird. I thought Reiki was like totally bullshit because it's gonna seem like bullshit. But imagine you're like laying on like a table, like a massage table, but you're on your your back, right? And someone just like kind of hovers their hands over you. I'll put it higher for the camera. But they just like hover their hands over you, and I they're doing like some like energy thing, uh-huh. right? And I was like, I was I was like, this is probably BS. But I was like, fuck it. Whatever. It's I'm not they're not charging me. I'll 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 check it out. And I can tell you every time that's happened, I've like fallen asleep in like this nice, like good sleep zone. And like I've been like where it's almost it's 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 been like cathartic in ways. Really? Yes. Guy doing this or females. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, was a, there was a pause there when the script. No, there, when, there's not. When, a, there's when, not when, you got, when you got the script that it was a guy Reiki putting you to sleep naked on the table. Right. What'd you think? Like. Uh, well, that didn't happen. That wasn't in the script. <laughs> There's no script. So, so There's they no script. They just rub their palms above you. There's no scripts in the NFL for all the dumb motherfuckers out there that are are confused by this. <laughs> That's bullshit. It's a fucking gladiator game. All right, they're running and cracking heads. They're not practicing and doing ballerina movements at practice. They're fucking. They're, in practice, they're not cracking heads, but they're preparing to go to fucking war. You know, it's so, Don't fucking disrespect it's your so, shit. It's so funny that people would think it was actually staged. Like, forget the fact that you're not an athlete. Forget the fact that you're not a competitor and you've never played sports. And you don't so what understand. do you think? They do, you, you play sports in uh, peewee and in high school yeah. and then and college, and then once it gets to the NFL, you you're like, okay, now we're just... it would be to get all 22 people? On board for sixty plus plays. Yeah. No, it'd be fun if we had got someone in here who uh, believed that, like an adult who believed that uh, professional wrestling was real. That would be fun. That'd be a lot of fun. Although, you know what? You know who's the real winner out of all this is Tim Donahue. 
who really did rig the games. And he's like, no, no, everything's rigged. Not just yeah. me. It's, it's yeah, all scripted. It's, it's, script. it's script. all scripted. Script. Let me out of jail. <laughs> yeah. That guy's pissing me off. He's on a... He's on like a uh, a PR tour where he's trying to like reclaim his image. And he's like, every ref did it, and I didn't really actually change the games. I just did what the NBA wanted. Tim, 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 Timmy, eat it, bro. You fucking cheated the game. Yeah. Stop it. I was one of the highest rated. Tim, stop it. You're a fucking, you're an absolute fucking disgrace. You made it about you. You're a ref. You're a fucking flight attendant for sports. Not that yeah. there's anything wrong with that. No, well, unless they're single, acting cunty. Not a single fucking person ever paid a ticket to be like, oh, man, Tim Donahue's fucking rough in the night. You fucking, you are an absolute disgrace. Yeah. Right? And the fact that you had any say whatsoever. There's people's livelihoods at play. Like, maybe there was a dude who was fucking in the G League because you called a fucking foul. And that was, the, and this guy fouled out of the game and it was his job to guard fucking yeah you know like these things these things have real world consequences and anybody well, so does everything and so even like uh in like like baseball mm-hmm. so there's like human error uh, an umpire can call a, sh- a strike a ball all the time you know what i mean uh, uh a ref could stop a fight too early yeah case in point <laughs> um there like there's a but now they're taking that out of baseball. Have you seen that? Where you can you can challenge have, you can challenge a call. I have. Um, so there was there. I saw one recently. Very mixed feelings about I saw, it. I saw. I know. I, I think. Uh, I, I so do I. And and now this year with baseball, they're gonna. I think baseball's gonna become more fun this year. Mm-hmm. I, now they got a pitch clock. Yep. So they got to pitch the ball in like nine seconds or something when a guy gets the ball. I think twenty something, something like that. It's yeah, a shock. Twenty twenty something seconds. But as sure? a, yeah, as a batter that took a lot of fucking time in the box, I I don't I have very mixed feelings. I was both gloves. Yeah, bitch. Both, I don't want to watch you untie your cleats, tap your bat, fucking grab your junk. I don't. I don't. I, baseball's the viewers. Not a, baseball's not a game that's about constant action of the beauty of baseball I get it. it's, it's, a it's a leisurely but it's a conversational game what i love about baseball and this True. is why it's such a great father-son game and it's like a game you sit you know you sit True. there and it's it, there's a debate it's like i bet you i bet you they should throw a slider here if i was them i'd throw a slider no way you can't catch up to the fastball i'm telling you i go slider guy throws a fastball and it gets hit and your dad takes a sip of beer like should have thrown a slider yeah that that there's there's it's 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 a conversation starter yeah. at least with the way the game used to be but yeah, now everybody knows what's going on like yeah. And there's something to talk about in there. Is he going to steal? Is he going to do this? Is he not? You know, the rule changes. But I will tell you this. Umpires do play favorites, and they do change the strike Yo, did you zone. ever see that clip uh, with Michael Jordan where the guy's like, the guy's like, he was like, ball is like out of bounds. And then uh, Jordan's like, no, no, like someone else. Is. He's like, he's like. He's like, you sure, Michael? <laughs> and he's like, get out of here. Bro, pull this up, Omri. And he, he's like, uh, please. And uh, he's like. He he's like I he's like I thought I saw it all go off the other guy, but I believe you, Michael. I believe you. Like he's like like it's you it's it's bro. Me. It's like talk about simping. Can this, you this ref was simping playing hard. against Michael Jordan. Could, that's that's got to come up quick. That's got to be right there, huh? That's can you imagine playing against Jordan and that like that's not hard enough. Now you got now the ref is is simping for Jordan. Oh, on top bro. Of him. Well, it used to be called. Well, like, he was on the Wizards at this point. Oh, uh, oh, it was over. So it, was, it, was, it was the Michael Jordan. Look at this. Look at this. Uh, Michael didn't like Tommy Nunez call. Michael, I didn't see two hands on him, Michael. But I believe you. 
But I believe you. I saw one. I saw one. Saw the one hand on. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's almost as big as a simp as you, bro. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Anything for you? Yeah. Wow. Tough, huh? How's that carrot juice? It's delicious. Yeah. Can you imagine? You like, can you imagine like a, a a ref in the UFC is like, "Come on, come on, you can fight through it," and then the fighter's just getting his head caved in, and the guy refuses to stop it because he wants the guy to win. <laughs> <It's> yeah. Like, <laughs> just stop it at any moment. Now that'd be great. No, you you still got this. Nope, nope, nope. I get paid the same. Just just stop it. It's, yeah. yeah, that's great. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> sure. There's that. That's that's a part of everything, man. That's a, that's a part of life. People that, could play favorites. That's a tough one. The, the, I think Herb Dean was accused of uh, that for for a couple times, if I remember. Correctly. What letting it go too long? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I would prefer that. I I used to say in the in like like the locker room, so the refs would come in and be like, uh, they would be like. You know, they talk to you like, "Hey, if you're if you're if you're rocked, mm-hmm. and you just got to show me that you're like okay or something, yeah, and shit like that." And fuck my outlook, I I would be like, "Hey, man, like I like sometimes I might be like playing possum, just it's because just my eyes, because me, my eyes look. just because I'm like, let me go, I le- I'll let me make sure I, I better yeah. be out out yeah, if yeah, you're gonna yeah. stop a fucking fight, yeah, you know, yeah, I put fucking six months of my life into this like, uh, yeah like i want to like I'm, I'm trying to kill or die like i you know what i mean like do you, do you think they should go to I'll, a uh a standing eight count no fuck no no fuck no just let let it are you crazy that's that's one of the things that makes boxing more dangerous is you're getting into like a severe car accident and then they're like all right get up shake the cobwebs off that's why the ufc is safer you get fucking rocked you get bing bing yeah. bing over uh, yeah. you know what i mean to that point i just saw um Oh my god, this devastated me, man. This like ruined my whole night. I watched this documentary on Gerald. Um... Why is it always so negative, G? <laughs> it's it to it's so to your point. This guy was a warrior, Gerald Mech. Dude, they called him like uh, Mini Tyson, um, Omri, and this dude was a warrior. He was mm-hmm. a fucking warrior. They still think he's one of the hardest punchers in his weight class ever, and he got rocked, and he started like blinking. And they kept the fight going, and he and then he just like collapses, and it turned out he had a fucking stroke in the ring, and he's still mm. alive to this day. But like, I mean, he's he he can't speak, he can't walk, like his quality of life is like insane. Yeah, and um, you know, and this is why like can 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 uh, they get a little respect? Who? <laughs> the fighters who are laying their oh, fucking no. health and, yeah, and, no. they're, and they're they're they, oh, you, you know imagine? what I mean like the shit the yeah. that you you know if you're smart enough you know the fucking consequences. Yeah. yeah, imagine somebody thinking this is scripted and he's like, "Yeah, I'll sign off." Exactly. That's why like I was trying to play along in the beginning, yeah. but it, it, it was disgusting. It was it was it was disgusting it me a little bit. Disgusted. It was disgusting me a little bit. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Oh, this shit's rigged." Yeah, I don't know. What do you think, guys? But you don't, and you don't think guys are throwing fights at all. I mean, it happens in the world. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know of anyone who would do that. I, anyone who, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure it happens. Yeah, I'm sure it happens. Yeah, but like, I got to question your integrity mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. well, you guys are so tied in with gambling, man. Gambling is. It, you guys all have gambling. Uh, you know. Sponsors. It's such a huge part of your, part of your sport. Yeah. I, I just. We're not even allowed to. We're not allowed to. We used to be allowed to bet. Oh really? Yeah, you you 
you used to be allowed to, but now we're not not even allowed to. Bet on got an email from the UFC once that James Krause shit started going down. Oh, and, and they, James they Krause the, is the trainer for people that J- don't know. James Krause is a, is a was a fighter, uh, retired from fighting, and was yeah was a coach. Had like a real good gym out in Kansas City, and was had like a lot of good fighters training with him. Mm. And uh, now he's like, you know, he's in a lot of trouble. It Legends looks like all over for, ESPN. And- yeah. Yeah. It doesn't look good, and yeah, I I I, I liked Kraus. Like I, he seemed like a like a good dude, but yeah. it's tough, man. It's tough. Bro. Yeah, the, so it, it looks it don't don't look good for him. the guy. It's one of two things: either the guy threw the fight, or he knew he was he injured. Knew his, yeah, I think maybe he knew his boy was hurt. And took the let fight, people, and kind of let people know that yeah, he's hurt. It's probably not going to go well. Yeah, so maybe put and then like the line shifted big, mm-hmm. and yeah, that's also a UFC problem though because that dude's hurt. And he fights, he gets paid. If that dude's hurt and he pulls out, he doesn't get he gets paid. He no correct? money. It's an incentive to go in there hurt. And if you're going in there hurt and you know you're going to get tuned up because you're hurt, why wouldn't you tell it? No, bet against me. Bet against right. me. I'm, if I'm going in there and getting fucking tuned up, I'm getting paid for this shit. Put it all down on the other guy. You're, the UFC, and I know you don't say anything bad about the UFC, but the UFC kind of sets itself up here for... A worst case scenario by the way it handles those situations. You're waiting six months to get paid. You're 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 an undercard fighter. You're waiting six months to get paid. That guy was probably getting twenty five, maybe, right? And he goes in there with a, with a torn shoulder, and it, he it's going to take him nine months to recover. He's not going to get paid for fifteen months. Or I take the fight. I know I'm going to get tuned up, and I need to make as much money as I possibly can off this. It's a bad situation. Yeah, it is a it, it's it's not a good situation, but you got to go in there, try like trying to kill, or you know what I mean, like it, fuck, bro. It's like trying to get your ass kicked on on TV. It's an integrity thing for sure, for sure. But I mean, money makes guys do weird things. Yo, know, if you're fucking poor, man, if you're poor, you'll do some wild shit. Sure, poverty makes cowards of us all. Hmm. You know, uh, as a guy that's been very poor at, at certain times, like there's some shit that you do that you're not fucking. And I'm, not, and I'm not talking about like fucking. I'm talking about like Gerard was sucking dick on the street. That was some of the best. Rock. That was some of the best shit I did. That was shit I was proud of. You know, <laughs> you know, you're proud of your work. Put your fucking yeah, like put your, I, put your so, money where your mouth is. I'm literally so beautiful. Somebody wants to <laughs> to insert themselves inside me. That's a that's a compliment. That only you know, you know now maybe it's not Joe Rogan saying I'm beautiful. Maybe it's a guy with twenty dollars on the side of you know E6. But you know, you take your wins where you can get them. What I'm saying is that there's shit like a BJ's five, a ZJ's ten. What's a ZJ? If you don't know, you can't afford it. <laughs> you gotta ask. You can't afford it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's shit that you'll do. There's gigs that you'll do. There's things that you know. There's things that you'll do that you know are very beneath what you would have thought your character was at some point in time. But sure. when, when you got to pay the bills, so look, if you're a fighter and you're an undercard guy, all I'm saying is I get it. I'm not saying it's right. right. Right, and I understand, and I think it's a something the UFC needs to address because that is a situation that's ripe for disaster. You know, you're putting a guy in a desperation situation. But that's, I mean, you're saying the UFC, but that's boxing. That's yeah, it's a lot of things. Yeah, boxing destroyed itself by not taking by not ta- not doing anything about it. Yeah, you know, can we name five boxers in the world right now, guys? Can somebody who's not a pro fighter name five boxers yeah. active right now in the world uh, today? Tyson Fury, One, Anthony Joshua, uh, Triple C. Uh, triple C. Yeah, I think Triple G. I'll give it to him. Three. <laughs> triple G. Fuck, my yeah, bad. Right. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. 
Those are my three. I'm not a boxing guy. Three. Come on, two more. Uh, who who did Tyson Fury have a trilogy? Oh, with? Uh, Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Got to give it to him. Got to give it to him. He's right. he's got a pro record. Yeah. Right. Um, then Jake Paul is really who you're thinking of again. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I got the Paul brothers mixed up. <laughs> My bad. But they're both pro fighters, so I'll give it to you. Logan yeah, so Paul pro- brothers. Canelo Alvarez was a good one, obviously, that you got. You know, Javante Davis. I mean, there's guys out there, but the point is is, is when we were younger, when I, and I'm a little older than Mick, bro, you could name 20 boxers. They, was, they were some of the biggest stars in the world, man. And boxing just got too corrupt. It became too much of a sideshow. And you got 14 different – now, what the UFC does well is that it unifies it under – you know, if you're the UFC champ, everybody says you're the champ of the world. There's none of this IBF, right. WBA. There's none you of that got, crap. And you fight. Everybody, fight, you fight the best guys. You fight the best There's guys. no, like, protecting, ducking. That, yeah. that don't really happen. Although Bader looked good. I'd like to see Bader back in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, Bader looks great. Bader. And he's, sure. he's a certified baddie. He's got some He's got some serious notches on his belt, Bader. Yeah. Man. Yeah. He beat Fedor twice. Yeah. I mean... Fader Bader too. Fader Fader Bader. Fader Bader. How much? How much did? How much did Fader get for that? They listed. Uh, it was a uh, mill, uh, right? They nah. They they that what was released. I I I don't know what their undisclosed thing was, but it was released like a hundred, just a hundred and a hundred fifty for Fader and Bader respectively. Wow. That's just as a report I saw, but. Um. But that's not that's not what they made. They made more than that. Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, no wonder you didn't take a lot of time. I'm not getting I'm not getting paid by the hour here. Let's go. Let's wrap this <laughs> thing up. Hey, let's can we get some questions from the uh now that we're an hour in? Let's talk to the chat. This this is one of the reasons why we, we come come up the into live. the city and do yeah. this shit. Right? This is this is a question actually from me that I put in here. Mm. Um Mickey, what you said before about the ref letting you letting you stand up, where do you stand on the controversy like the Laura Murphy fight? Do you think the corner has a responsibility to stop the fight between rounds if they can see that the fight is not going to change, it's not going to go well, uh, or do you stand with more like an Anthony Smith of like, I want the guy in my corner to always be coaching me to fight? Yeah, I, I stand with with Anthony Smith on that 100%. Me personally, I've heard people be like, I count on my corner to stop it. Like, I, I hope you'll like kind of protect me. My thing is, I'll protect myself, or I like, I think like it's like shit. This is what we have, we put our life into. Like, I'm trying to kill or die. Like, and if, if you're in that mindset, like, it's, 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 it's fucking exhilarating. You know what I mean? Like, and I, I don't want to, be stopped early when like shit you don't know you know what i mean you might be taking a beating but look at uh anderson silva chael sonnen that shit uh chael sonnen won four won tw- what 24 minutes of that fight but lost the fight leon edwards leon edwards there was but another those, one this year too there's another one this year too the fight they weren't getting beaten to death right so sure, no. There's a yeah. There's a fine line, and there. I didn't Deontay see the Lauren Wilder Murphy fight. Fired but his corner for, for, sto- for, for stopping, stopping it. it. Yeah, and he said, "You got to let me die in the ring." Yeah, fire me, whatever. You know, you're taking a beating, and you've got a daughter at home, and you've got you've accumulated this wealth. Save the fighter from himself. You should have that mentality. You should have that warrior mentality where I'm going to fucking kill somebody in the ring, or I'm going to die in the ring, and then some adult. Should have your back to save you from yourself, right? You know that's that's got to be the way it is, right? You know, I mean, there's, you know, yeah, it's and I, I guess it, it could be a little hypocritical because if I saw if I was 
cornering, you know, coaching one of my guys, and I and I saw that I'd want to protect them. You know what I mean? But yeah. at the same time, well, like, that's where the trust like, is, though. Shit, you gotta let have me the rock right, out. But you gotta have the right coach. You gotta have the right coach. It's like, look, he may be getting outpointed, but he's still in this fight, right? As opposed to, dude, this guy's getting beat to death. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not. Ta- I'm not talking about stop the fight because he's losing. You're grown sure. ass man. You sure. lost. You fucking come back. I'm talking about, yo, my boy is fucking hemorrhaging. Right. He needs medical attention. Yeah, it's hard to like argue with that, but at the same time, like, no, you don't. Well, I'm like, <laughs> but you can't. But you're you're a warrior. You can't visualize yourself ever being in that position, and nor should you. And God forbid it ever came to that. You need to make sure, like, and, and I'm sure that you do. You have the right people in your corner. It would be like, bro, tomorrow's another day, but you got to get to tomorrow. You know, like there's. I would be so mad. Yeah, be mad. Yeah. Be mad, but be alive. Right. That's your corner. Be right. mad. Hate him forever for the next 60 years while you're alive. Right. Hate him every day for 60 but years. But they probably did something good for They saved for your you. fucking life. Yeah. That's their job. Right. Their job's not to be your fucking friend. Their job's, sure. you know what I'm saying? It's, it's kind of like a parent in that regard. Like sure. these people who want to be like buddy-buddy with their kids. I'm like, you're failing. Yeah. You're failing. Your kid doesn't love you. Your kid's fucking, you're easy on your kid. Uh-huh. You know? It's fucking... Your kid, you. Ah, I don't want to get into that. I'm gonna, I, we have a question from the chat for both of you, really, and that is, what is your pre-fight or pre-show ritual? Like, what do you do to get in the zone, to get in the zone, to fight or to do comedy? G, you go first. I carbo load. You know, as do I. It's <laughs> you know, it's mine too. It's it, it's a lot. You know, you got to get your carbs. No, um, I, uh, I don't. I, I don't necessarily want people to know. How about that? I'll tell you one of mine. Take a good shit. Oh, uh, that's crucial, bro. You don't want that. You don't critical. want that, especially because you're you you are carbo loading the day before. I take and you're a pretty eating, shit for you do? sure. Yeah, Big time. it's great. Yeah, it's great. It kind of gets the jitters out a little bit, you know. You get yeah, it that gets little... you feeling fucking light. You're on your ready feet to and go. Snappy. Um, know? all right, fuck it. I'll tell you. I I I switch my personalities. I go from Gerard Heron to Gerard Michaels. I literally stare in the mirror. Until I see Gerard Michaels and Gerard Heron goes away, as crazy Ooh, as that sounds. Alter ego, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I'll. I'll. Who are you right now, Heron? Yeah. Become Michaels right before our office. <laughs> <laughs> you look up at that camera and become fucking uh, Michaels. It, it'll. It could happen. <laughs> it's much more silly, much less analytical, mm-hmm. much more playful, conniving. Yeah. yeah, conniving. Oh yeah, yeah. Find my mark. Okay. Yeah, but yeah. silly as well, like a silly. little more not as serious. Nowhere near as serious. Yeah. As a matter of fact, take all the seriousness and throw it out. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's there to see. You know, uh, you know, nobody, nobody's there to hear my my opinions and my geopolitical thoughts. And so much of comedy comes from the negative headspace, and then you're working through that negativity into something that can be conceived as a positive and i think you know that negativity hurts you Mm -hmm. and one of the things that as a comedian you want to do is take your pain and turn it into somebody else's pleasure and that's cathartic in a way yeah you know um you know um i think a lot of people when they you know we've talked about depression on here and we've talked about um you know, some heavy things on here, but like, I think when people act out, you know, when, when they've been in a situation where they had some sort of success and, you know, they kind of hit rock bottom and then they're really starting to act out. 
doing self-destructive shit like Billy D. Like the Billy D episode aired on right. Friday, right? Billy D. My boy. Yeah. My what brother. a great what a great guy, man. And what a, what an unbelievable redemption story. You know, so he was escalating from petty theft to bigger things and he was crying out for help. He had a dad that didn't love him. He had he had a situation where he was dealing with racism. He was you know, he was impoverished in a, in mm-hmm. a wealthy area. His his he had no self worth, and he had nobody to to give him self worth. You know, he had it in sports where he was able to feel worthy, and then also he had to create this environment of his own self worth where if I need something, I can take it. Mm-hmm. But also at any point he wanted, I bet you if he, you can get him to, you know be introspective i bet you he wanted to get caught because when you get caught doing something or when you're drinking too much or when you're when you're kind of falling from grace you're you're wanting somebody to be like bro you're better than this you know because that's the only comp the only way you can get a compliment like people aren't coming up to you and like you were saying before like you i thrive on validation all jokes aside every one of us does everybody does but so few men in particular ever get complimented that the only I get way- complimented like almost every day. Yeah. You've lived a pretty charmed <laughs> life, my guy. Not a lot of people, man. Yeah. A I lot of people are Omri, when was the last time you walked down? You you just were like get granted a compliment like for no reason. I tell Omri he does a great job all the time. Uh, that's true. Mickey is very complimentary. That's why I get the compliments, bro. You give it out there, you get it back. That there's something to that. All you jokes both aside, are, there's the something yeah. to that. You both are. Well, you know, you, you try, you 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 want to put out that energy. You want to put out that good energy, and you want to be a positive person in somebody's life. And I can tell you this: we talked about therapy um, a couple episodes back, and about how like why I want to like help destigmatize it and shit. Because, and I wonder if this happened with your family as well. Because you're so easy to talk to when it comes to this stuff, and so few people are. I bet you a lot of people are always hitting you with their negative shit. And they're positive with everybody else because you've got to put on a face in this world. You've right. got to put this face out there. I'm always positive and happy. Hey, how's everything? It's good, my dude. It's yeah. good. And you're dying That's another. Inside. So remember I gave you the uh, the other day I was saying my one of my grandfather's quotes was uh, wish in one hand and shit in the other and see which shit one fills, fills up first. Up. Yeah. Right? It's the, So you, you can't just wish. you got to go and get shit. Mm-hmm. Another one of his big ones is the world is a stage. The best actors get the best parts. No doubt. So a hundred percent, you got to put a fucking face on. If you're having a, sh- you're. Ha- I've watched my dad do it for ever. Like I remember, like we, if he was, ha- he'd be having like a a shit, like a, a shitty morning or day. Mm-hmm. He'd have to go to work and put a fucking be that that you know put the charisma on and be the you know charismatic great dude that he is and make everybody else that he's coming into contact with like feel good. So you know? what happens is. There's so few people you can actually feel like you're yourself around that you end up venting to those people. Mm-hmm. And you end up being, because it's cathartic. It feels good to get the shit off your chest. But then to that person, this is this is the paradox of it. That person who you love so much and trust so much that you're able to be vulnerable around them, mm-hmm. they only ever hear your negativity and your bad shit. Right. So the next time you call up this person, they're like, they're like this, ah, this motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And you you drive away the people you yeah. love because they're the. That's only... why you could dump. You pay a therapist to dump That's your shit. That's why on. you pay a therapist. You you could dump your shit you there pay, all fucking day. You pay a therapist for two reasons. All right, one, they'll help you identify what's going on and give you the tool set for you to to make to identify, and then kind of work through it yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Two, it's so that you get you you save those you love from right. having to hear your shit. Sure. 
And it's it's a crazy thing because you love these people and you trust them so much that you're vulnerable with them, but you don't realize, oh my God, you're such a fucking drag. Right. Every time I talk to this person, it's, oh my God, tell me more. Tell me yeah. more. How many relationships? How many relationships have you been in where the girl just can't wait to come home and tell you about this evil boss and this terrible thing and you're just like, oh my God, shut right. up. Oh, every fucking day with this shit. Right. Now to the rest Dumping of the world to the rest of the world, she's happy, go lucky, she's the best. And you're sitting here like, Yo, where's this girl that I started dating? You were so much fun. Right. You were so funny. Like, well now she loves you and she trusts you. She, sure. You finally got her trust and she's being vulnerable with you. And it's just like, Oh my God. We gotta yeah. be careful of that, folks. Gotta yeah. be so careful of that that you're not and they got a bunch of shit. like different like you don't have to show up at a therapist's office. They got like online shit. Yeah, I know. Free shout out, I guess. BetterHelp. I hear them on a lot of BetterHelp should be sponsoring us as much yeah, as we talk about. Especially after it. yeah, Gerard dropped that that depression episode where we you talked about that and really went it's real. deep into that. Like yeah, it's that real. was. I think, and I got a lot of feedback on how much like that helped a lot of people. Oh, good. You talking about well, that? I, you too. know, I don't like talking about this shit. I want to be real. Sure, it's painful, I, I bet. It's and it's embarrassing. Right. But at the same time, I I gotta destigmatize it. Mm -hmm. You know, because I think A, it saved my life. B, it made me a much better person. I was becoming insufferable to be around, even though I'm barely tolerable now. I was horrible <laughs> then. And you also you never realize the pain you're causing your loved ones, where they all they hear is your shit constantly. Like they don't have their own shit. You know, like, right. and that's an important thing. We need people that we can talk to sure. and we can trust, but it can't, you can't just be dumping on the same people all mm -hmm. the time. And if you are, and if maybe this is a wake up call to some people listening, yo, buy them flowers, get them, buy them dinner, get them a chocolate, risk, yeah. be, show them you love them in ways that isn't just, oh, let me tell you about what's wrong with yeah. my world. Okay, fuck me. Uh, Gerard, follow up to that. In the episode where you talked about therapy, you also mentioned. Yeah. Um, going to therapists that weren't right for you, specifically totally. like dumb ones. What do you, if you were to look for a new therapist or were explaining to someone how to find a new therapist, what would you tell them to look for? Okay. Um, well, it's, it's, well, I mean, this sounds like I'm ripping off the plot of fucking uh, Goodwill Hunting. But for me, I found the right person. Uh, she wasn't an academic. She was kind of a, a tough middle-class broad that grew up in a middle-class family, wasn't judgmental, wasn't hitting me with stupid you know, academia and political correctness. We vibed on a level where I thought that she actually could, like, I, I trusted her. I, you know what I mean? Like, so it's no different than dating. Don't think the first person you see is going to be the right person. Um, also, you'll know right away whether they make you feel like a priority or a client. Like, if they're like, hey, I'm really struggling, and they're like, hey, I'm booked for the next three weeks, but I can get you in for a video conference, and fuck that person. That's a ringing the register, fuck that person. They're like, you know, you could die. Hey, if you don't kill yourself in the next three weeks, I got a half hour over Zoom for you. The right yeah. person that's that booked will be like, hey, look, uh, I don't have the time right now, but these three people are somebody you should talk to. That's number one. So if if it's somebody that's just ringing the register, you're in the wrong place. That's number one. Uh, number two, uh, you kind of have to be, you have to respect them. So for me, like they had to be kind of politically inclined with me. I didn't want any woke bullshit. I didn't want somebody that I felt like I was intellectually superior to, and I didn't want any like elitist judgment. I didn't want somebody that went from school to school, to school, to school. 
I didn't. I don't respect them for it, maybe it's a personal hang up of mine. I don't respect academics. I I, I think they have no real world um, experience. I think that they think very very highly of themselves uh, because of fake achievements. I consider academics fake achievers. Um, and I'm, and I'm sure that there's a ton of academics that would love to fucking argue with me. Um, but if you haven't experienced the real world, uh, it's, it's no different than when, you know, I was younger and, uh, my parents were having trouble, um, in their marriage and my grandma was like, you got to talk to the priest. You got to talk to the priest. And I was a kid. I was like 10 years old. I'm like, what the fuck's a priest? What's a priest know about being married? (laughs) I was like, what's a priest know about being married, man? Yeah. He could just give you some book answers. No. Listen, if you're, if you're struggling with nutrition, talk to slick. Don't talk to thick. All right. Like authenticity matters to a certain level. Um, you you got you kind of got a vibe to it's you're being so vulnerable you have to trust that that your your vulnerability is not being um underestimated and, and misused and judged so that's number 1 right so take the time to find the right fit uh the other the other big thing when it comes to therapy for people is kind of what i just talked about with billy d really be hard in your self evaluation and say man am i actually a bad person or am i acting out because that's the only way i can get a hug like you know like there's kids that that act out because that's how they get attention you act out to get attention you know you act out for somebody to be like you're throwing your life away you know when you're telling somebody you're throwing your life away what they're hearing is oh this guy thinks i could have a life Mm -hmm. like like there's there's a positive affirmation to that there's a dopamine bump to that right you know now unfortunately it got to a place where he had to spend seven years in fucking prison before he realized, man, this is this is spiraling out of control. It spiraled out of control. But something as simple as a compliment, Mick, a genuine compliment, right. you know, and being bringing genuinely positive energy to an environment, you have no idea the ripple effect that could have on a young kid. Like you know, imagine a thirteen-year-old Billy D who looks up to you and decides to be positive and and achieve, and that achievement. Is how he gets that attention, mm-hmm. as opposed to act out. Right. How he gets his attention, it, right. it has a huge effect. Huge, yeah, huge, man. huge effect. Hundred percent. What else you got, Omri? Uh, the audience would like to know how Mick's recovery is going, Aww. and <laughs> thanks for and caring, what guys. are his plans for returning to combat. We haven't gotten the script yet. Yeah. <laughs> Um, recovery is going very well. I'm, uh, six weeks after surgery. So I, I get to start training again and, uh, you know, doing everything I want and hopefully, uh, get a fight this summer. I heard a rumor there could be a, a UFC in New Jersey. I don't know. Could just be a rumor. Oh, but, uh, oh man. If that'd be Mick, a nice, that'd be a nice little, uh, if little Mick return G, to action. If Mick G is fighting in Jersey, we are showing up so deep. It's goons in the building. Yeah. Dude, goons. one of the best memories was fighting at Prudential Center. Uh, you know, growing up 20 minutes away from there yeah. and like watching stuff, like growing up and then getting to hear the fucking pop in that place. Ooh. You know what I mean? When they shouted out. Oh, Mickey, it's a fog, yeah. it's a fog, it's a fog. Hey, can we, can we play that video? We got to play that video, man. The video is hard. Like, that oh, goes yeah. hard. Shout out to uh, Vital Focus made that. Yeah, that goes very talented. hard. You like that? Well, a lot of people didn't really get the didn't get it. Go figure, right? That I was making the joke like I'm gonna change my my song from Hey Mickey to that new version that's been going uh-huh, kind of viral. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, that I, I don't know why really. 
Uh-huh. You know, Cause, yeah. people were like, people were like, like they didn't get that I was like, <laughs> like that that wasn't the song. I don't I think. got it. Yeah, I might have to make a new one where it actually shows the the walkout proper with the Hey Mickey. Be like, no, nah, no, nah, we use the OG <laughs> Hey Mickey song. So hey, this I would actually switch. Here. Yeah, do, do the breakdown on your OnlyFans, right? Yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah, check me out. Amri, you need a cup of coffee this morning or something, bud? Or you know, we need. You know what you need? You need some Zipix. Can we get this man a Zipix? Yeah, something we'll to increase the neurological activity here. You know, increase. We get our, that brain firing. Get our brain firing. All you gotta do is go to the man's Instagram. You go to at m i c k e y g a l l. It's the very first video on the IG, my friend. I am right there. I'm just trying to log into my Instagram. It's oh, not uh, what's you, going you fail to prepare. You prepare to fail. You gotta have all these links ready to go, Amra. Home raw, home raw. Let's go, brah. Come on, brah. This is now. This is some shit I've come to expect out of Jorge Omri, but th- <laughs> this is this is just this befuddles. If Jorge me. had it his way, we wouldn't even be live right now. Huh? Well, for all I know, we're not. We're, we're not just making these questions. <laughs> yeah, up. an audience member asks, uh, "Hey, us. wow, what a cool jacket you've got there." Yeah. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Entertain me, clown. You see Mike and the Mad Dog on ESPN? People were commenting. I didn't. I heard about it. Oh, shit. Were people commenting on the jacket? Yeah. What do we got? Positive, negative? Uh, Someone called it. I think it was the Picasso uh, jacket. Goddamn right. I'm going to work art. Yeah, fucking A. I saw, yo, they got a new. Uh, Jorge, give us they some got more a new thirty for thirty. Tries to remember his. Uh... They got a new thirty for thirty coming out yeah. about the uh, the the first hard knocks the baltimore ravens oh, of 2000 so the baltimore with tony saragusa r.i.p right R. before I. he died he's goose. on that i just i just saw it like uh, a few seconds ago i think it's out now streaming you on espn plus i saw that it's out now on, the, on espn that plus. team could never play in today's nfl how come too rough that team they were every too every, dirty every tackle ray lewis ed yards. reed tony saragusa Bro, get, tony saragusa state champ wrestler in jersey dude they had guys unwilling to catch the football yeah, they're like, fuck that. Out- nope. Talking about alligator arms. They're nope. like, nope, I'll take Nope. nope. Thank nope. you. Nope. He taking might be the best. What do you he have? comes out to, a, a mo- oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so oh, fine. So <laughs> that might be the best. Legitimately <laughs> hilarious that he comes out to that. And he's a beautiful man. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the compliment there. So this is the new one. Imagine if I came out to this, this flowery shit. It's not like mine's much harder than that. Look at this guy. It's not like mine's much harder than that, though, you know? Friends. Mickey Gall's my... But what? yeah, Rogan knows mine's the best. I'm down with that. What, the best what, walk out in the game. What's the, um, what's the uh, deal with the, uh, the fucking snail trail there? You got... You got Hair going across the chest, and you got hair from just the a belly man, button bro. down. Just a man, just no the way, hair. just the way God made me. Interesting, just beautiful the way God made me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not out here narin. I'm not out here yeah, fucking doing little bit. No, no. Little you, bear. Think, you think you think I like put some nair in the middle? Yeah. Ah, oh, it's bullshit, bro. You just come not? on, man. Don't don't hate it because you ain't it. It's true. It's very true. It's very true. Just because you're fucking, uh, you got carpet all over you. You know I what do. I mean? I do. I do. You got. Sh- you got. What do you do? Do you shave that shit down? You know the problem was is I did shave. It's like the Seinfeld episode. I shaved it a couple times in college when I when I had some fucking body I wanted to show off, and then uh, it came back bushy. Yeah. Bushman of the Kalahari. Yeah. Yeah. And, but it, which which ended up working out because now I got nobody I want to show off, so it hides it <laughs> you, well. You it's, cover it. Yeah. Now I got. The, yeah. yeah. I got. I got to get the the, the Greek. A little fur. Very Greeky. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. I'm very lucky. I didn't... Hey, when I was young, I used to look like a Greek god. Now I just look like a goddamn Greek. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Malaka Christos on that one. Yeah. Uh, fucking. Yeah, man. It's um, it's a, it's that's an old old wives' tale that's 100 percent true. You shave it, it comes back in fuller. It yeah. really does. 
which is not true at the top of your head though as you age you know it's weird it's weird you know they all talk about like their shit like hair keeps growing on your body and stops growing on your head goes back to that whole idea that if this is a simulation whoever created the simulation is absolutely fucked yeah just a fucked person uh the reason for that actually is uh the effects of testosterone on your body. It makes your head go bald, but it makes the rest of your body hairier. That's how that works for what? some reason. Don't yep. you lose testosterone as you yes. get older? Don't you? Long-term effects of your testosterone as you were young. Really? Huh. Interesting. 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 So okay, all these, Omri. So all these Jersey... Absolutely redeemed himself, <laughs> dropping knowledge. <laughs> so all these Jersey Shore ju- juice bags we're going to be looking at in 2050 are just going to be like... All oh, they're ba- going to be so sad all- without their hair. <laughs> they're going to be so sad. <laughs> they're, they're just going to... They're going to be They're going to be taking all wanna, that hair gel and putting sad, it on their bro? bald head. All right, I'm going to go... I'll, I'll go a little sad for Yay. you. Yay! All right. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was... Uh, at, I've been uh, since I've been back in Jersey. I've been visiting my grandma in the old folks' place. Oh, this, you're going real sad. You're going like up, bro. We gotta enjoy our fucking lives because we get decrepit fast. I'm watching watching people barely. Yeah. And I, look, I just I just I've been on the fucking couch from a uh, back surgery and stuff. So it's almost like I got a little taste of it too, where I you know had to be careful walking and couldn't had was mm. had my my youth. Uh, kind of limited, yeah. you know what I mean? My spryness and different things like that, and watching like these old people ha- having to like walk down the hallways and like having to be like beep beep, like excuse me, because I need to hold the wall here, or I'm gonna fall. Like, fucking tough, bro. It's tough. <laughs> it almost makes you be like, hey, when I hit, if I hit that point, like, take just take me out of hey, it. But- and and you hear those old people talk like that, like, yeah, yeah I kind of can't wait to die. No, my grandma really ho- like I used that to go to end. sleep, and I yeah, I went to sleep last night hoping I wouldn't wake up. My grandma would. Do that all the time at the end of the grandma. Jeez, sucks. Yeah, you know, they 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 have so many ways to keep you alive, but at what quality of life? The quality of life, man. Yeah. It's not. It's you're existing. And, you're you're live. You're alive, but you're not living. And they're just ringing it's the hard. Re- and they're just ringing the register all, on these. So old many of these people, people are like they're so unhappy. Yeah. They're just like looking at you, like, and I'm like, do you have bad eyes, or are you just like staring me down right now? Yeah, they're like, oh, I go, fuck would, you would, and your working legs. I would absolutely fucking house your body right now. <laughs> I, would, I would take if I could switch souls. I was with kissing you, all the old so ladies fast. in there. You whore. Yeah, just giving them kisses on the cheek. You know, they're like, uh, I won't be able to sleep tonight now. <laughs> a lot of herpes goes around those old places. You I be don't careful, kiss them on the lips. Yeah, yeah, give them the cheek. Got to give them the cheek. That's the only time I like having to wear a mask in there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sure, I'll give you a kiss. Let me take it off my chin real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, man. Yeah, that that'll that'll be it's a tough, downer. bro. But it's but it's also I tried to it's, do a comedy it's good show perspective. There once. It's good perspective though, I think. It's 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 forces you to face reality, mm. which is important to do all the time as much as you can. You know? Mm. But it's it's a fucking it's it's sad, bro. And it's unfortunate. And the thing is like one of the things like, fucking 100 years from now, we're all going to be dead. It's in my fucking Instagram bio. It's like, fucking, fuck the dumb shit and the, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the, the small, petty bullshit. Like, we're all going to be fucking dead in 100 years from now. Each, all, all of us. You know what I mean? And everyone you know. I'm rooting for science to figure that out. You think? I'm hoping. Yeah, but again, what you it's got? quality of life, you know? Bro, yeah, if they could put, like, put you in, like, a new fucking shell, I'd run, which is I'd, possible. I'd spin it up in a new shell. I'd spin it up for sure. You have all that knowledge, and now you're in a new fucking robot body. Spin it right up. Let me spin so it up. So if if you're, how does this work? If I, if let's say they're able to take uh, your your brain, your essence, your soul, download it, and uh, put you in like a 14 year old body, mm. 
and uh, you know you get to live with all your knowledge going forward in this fourteen year old body. Would you would you sign up for that? Um, right now, sign up to be in a fourteen year old body. No, but you're eighty. Yeah, I'm sure any. It's not pedophilia. You're like in a fourteen year old body. But can you make it an eighteen year old body? Just for yeah, sure. Pedophilia okay. purposes. Yeah, for pedophilia purposes, you're in an eighteen year old body. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure everybody would. I, w- I, w- I would. I cannot just looking down that that road. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. But hopefully, yeah. they don't have to, uh, you know, take a life out of some 18 year old because that might come first. Mm. Or they're like, oh, here's some 18 year old poor oh, kid. Yeah. Let's, uh, yeah. let's, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's that, fucking messy. That's definitely the way. That's in, no boy. Bueno. That's definitely the way imperialism has gone for sure. It's like you know. Hey, that's this, like that adrenochrome yeah, type this, shit. This 18-year-old you know? in Afghanistan wasn't using this body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or he's not you, now. Why don't you slide on in there? Yeah. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's probably not nearly as far off as we think. We got Neuralink. So I heard I heard this one, too. What about uh, if you could go back and be six yeah. as yourself with all the knowledge you have, mm-hmm. or you're yourself now and you get 10 mil? Oh, six. Six easy, right? I would make so so much much more. more. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I get to go backwards, or I'm six right now, or I get to go back to being six with all the knowledge. I think you get to go back to being six. Oh, you kidding me? But that's like so unfair. That's why I think it's so unfair. I could $5 on Microsoft. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Bitcoin. I'll take that, and (laughs) I know what I'm getting out when that bubble's about to. It's real. I think it's not even a question. It's not even a question. It's not even a question. Not even a question. What is the question? Uh, in this world with people identifying, you were telling a story about how there's a girl who identifies as a cat. Yeah, bro. And the whole school has to go along with it. So yeah, my my dad's wife is a teacher, uh, and I guess after uh, COVID and stuff, mm-hmm. kids started coming back to school as cats. Okay, multiple like, kids. They're like multiple kids. Okay, it's like uh, got a litter over there. I guess <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they come back and they're like. They'll like just meow and stuff, and they have to, and like the kids will start will like say something like no like they kind of it's like you have to like I I don't I don't know I, I I don't know how it works I I was this shit wasn't going on we had you know what I mean yeah here we go is this so I don't know why I was thinking about this and um oh yeah so if you kill a, if you kill a cat just hypothetically it's like a two hundred dollar fine. <laughs> It's like human endangerment, said, hey, like, like it's like cat. animal endangerment. Yeah. So, if but, I wanted to kill these kids, yeah, would that be? Would, is it murder? If they, if they ide- say clearly sit, stated that they, they identify said they're as a, a cat, <laughs> and I am just you know I am listening to them. If you kill a cat, it's like a two hundred dollar fine. Yeah, animal endangerment. Yeah, yes. It's like I'm a slap not saying. On the wrist. I'm not saying you should. I'm, I'm saying, not saying don't you kill these cat people. Don't kill cat, don't kill people. cat people. I'm just saying if you do, it's just it's just it's legally it's, is it murder? It's because shooting up a cat shelter rather than a school shooting. So, but what's the what's the ramifications of that? Like a weekend in in uh, of of like cleaning up garbage on the highway or something? Like <laughs> how, how long did Mike Vick get? Did he get like a he got like a I year? Think he, he went to jail. Yeah. He went like a year. Yeah. So if I make these little kitten people fight each other. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm not yeah, saying man, I would. I'm just saying from a legal perspective, it, yeah. are they humans or are they cats? It's a slippery slope, bro. It's like, uh, it's, it's all, yeah. He got 21 not... months in federal prison for his dog fighting ring. Jeez. 
It's a funny Sheesh. concept, Gerard. I'm just thinking. It's a funny concept. I hope you're. <laughs> don't Sheesh. be, guys. Don't kill these cats. Do not people. kill the cat people. Don't kill the cat people. But if you do, uh, one, say you're transgender, so you go to a female jail, and two, uh, just say they're cats. You know. Yeah. Shit, bro. Legally. How would how do you think that would work? Do you think that would do you think that would hold up in court, guys? Do you think they would say that these I are mean, cats? Honestly, I mean, honestly, I don't think that would hold up in court. I don't, you don't think, think it would. I don't you think, don't it would think either. that they'd be cats. No. <laughs> so you are you're saying that the courts are catphobic in America? Yes. I uh, yeah. The courts the courts are racist, homophobic, have, and anti-cat. Hard to argue wow. with your uh, your logic here. I'm just sir, saying. I'm but, just I'm trying to ascertain. I just want this their is a wishes. hypothetical. Uh, of course, clearly hypothetical. I haven't gotten this script yet, but if I yeah. get this script, yeah, and it's you know, <laughs> the only way to survive, yeah, is a cat is a is a feline. Yeah, I'm not gonna go any further with it. What? Well, yeah, no. remember we're live, Gerard. We oh, can't yeah, edit we're, any, <laughs> any of your craziness out. <laughs> I'm just wondering. Yeah, am I the only person that thinks about things like this? Probably, uh, a yes. question that's definitely <laughs> not meant to veer the conversation in a wildly different direction. Uh, what do you think about replacing the umpires and refs on NBA games with robots? Uh, I think it's inevitable. Um, there's a certain level of like the human error that actually adds to the game. But um, I, I think it's a good thing. I think a strike should be a strike, a ball should be a ball. There's way too many umpires out there at the higher level that give a wider strike zone until there's two strikes and then make the pitcher really earn it with two strikes, and that just doesn't help anybody. Um, I, I, I think once gambling became mainstream, they have to eliminate any as much human error as possible. Um, because there's just there's just too many opportunities for a Tim Donahue. There's just too much money, so they they, they have to. It's a liability. At it's this a point. liability. That makes sense. It's yeah, that's a good point. You know, yeah, I don't like it, but it could just be like one of those like like not wanting to see change, so to speak. Yeah. But it kind of makes sense. You know what I mean? It's kind of the in the you know it's progressive in the in the uh, name of progress. This you know is I mean? if you can make it a totally. Uh, efficient, yeah. like and, and correct that way. It's hard to argue with, I, and it takes the the liability out. I think that. So I, yeah, I agree. The big problem is that so many of our leadership, so many of our leaders in different sports and in government, all the changes they seem to make for like the last ten years, fucking suck. Mm. Like, did, this was the worst weekend of sports I think I've watched in my entire life. This did Pro you watch Bowl the flag football was game? a joke. I didn't watch the flag football. It was game. a joke. Who won? Uh, the NFC. So Eli B. Payton. Yeah, I'm sitting at a Dega Grill. This, you know, basically Brazilian Hooters in uh, in in Down Neck in Newark, and they pissed me off. I saw. Pissed me off. Yeah, I saw on your um, gra- on your gram, Gerard D G A F. Yeah. So, and I, I got a ton of uh, I got a ton of messages, very much in favor, very much against. Okay. Huge debate. So I, I back. So, uh, they charged me. So it was a hundred and twenty dollar bill. $40 sangria, $4 Diet Coke, $6. It's not a cheap place. It was never a cheap place, but you know the economy being what it is, they've raised prices about 20% sure. everywhere you go. I actually had a guy, uh, Dean, who's been following me a long time. Great guy. He runs a couple restaurants down Jersey Shore. Good guy. Good friends with Patty Matera. Dean, if you're listening, you know, even though you're wrong in your DMs, I still love you anyway. He said food prices are up 30%. 
28% year over year. Said mm. it's insane. The food prices from his, and he gets food wholesale. So on the, on the retail side, what we're getting in uh, the supermarkets is up over 28%. That's insanity, bro. 30%, that's insane. Meaning, if you spent $100 on groceries, now it's $130. If you spent $200, now it's $260. If you have a family of four, that's nuts, guys. That's crazy. So God bless each and every one of you out there make, paying these bills. Like, what a flex it is to have kids, man. My God. Yeah, right. Um, but I got that children money. <laughs> I, got, I, got, I got keeping humans alive money, I got son. brood money. Yeah. That's another one. Not to sound like top G, and I'm going to get back to I'm going all over the place. I'm going to get back to a dega. Um, but this idea that kids are bad, and like I felt like every teacher I ever had was like, don't get a job, travel the world, don't don't have a family, save your money, life's so much better. Like this whole generation has been taught that like everything our parents did was wrong. Getting a job, having a having a family, raising kids. And this idea of like personal autonomy, I get it. Like a, a life without responsibility appeals to me as well as everybody else. But we got a lot of friends that don't have kids. We got a lot of friends that, you know, mid to late 30s are they fucking stinking rich do they seem super fucking happy as they're getting into middle age all fucking alone i don't right. know man i don't i think that there's an overcorrection taking place i think that our parents generation was so duty bound you know uh that they got locked into one job with a shitty boss and had to spend 25 years doing the same shit there was no working remote right got had- one girl at 18 and stuck it out there Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and so I get it. A lot of them felt like they were trapped in this stuff, but it's not all bad, man. Uh, my boys that are married, they seem very very happy. Uh, my boys that have kids, it, it, it's the best thing. And I just my buddy Jay just had a daughter. I was hanging out with him on Saturday. I've never seen him happier. Yeah. I've never seen him happier. No, that's got to be one of the most biologically rewarding things there is to have a kid. That's it's the, purpose. That's why our, our purpose. That's why we're here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get I get really afraid for women, specifically my sister's age, where like they're being taught that or it's being ingrained in them that uh you know the only way to be happy is to somehow be alone. Like, you know, like your independence means that there's nothing other than your job, other than your work. Is what I'm saying makes sense, Omri, is what I'm saying here. Like the idea that the only way to be happy and fulfilled is to be somehow, you know, externally validated by your achievements or, or your financial, you know, success. But there's a ton of people in their mid thirties, forties. It's not like everybody that's single is fucking wealthy. No, what you're saying definitely makes sense. the The question most people are asking in the in the chat is, what do you think a happy medium would be? Because you still you want to achieve, you want to follow your dreams you yeah. of course want to meet your like biological imperative sure. but how do you how do you find that happy medium god you i wish gotta, i knew you got to follow your heart follow your dreams your ambition mm-hmm. not not don't be influenced by the herd yeah do do you yeah i, do I also, you live your truth i also think invest in yourself in that so many of us you know, get out of college and it's like, I'm going to party for the next three, four years. I'm not ready to be an adult yet. Do the opposite. If you're young enough to hear this, do the opposite. Take four years and make as much fucking money as you can before you really know what you want to do with your life and be 26, 27 with some money. 
where you're not fucking desperate and then decide, all right, this is my dream. I'm going to own this business or I'm going to go here. And you, you have a two, three-year cushion where you're financially stable and able to chase your dream. And then you kind of got it out of your system if it doesn't work. And if it does work, even better. Now you've financially monetized what you wanted you to do your whole it. life. Yes, you could financially back. Yes, it. so yeah. you're not you're not struggling. Because when you're struggling financially, you might meet the woman of your dreams. And dude, she but, she needs but somebody see, that's going to bring something to the table. Some, but there's some difference. So I could say at least personally, I couldn't do something like that. I I have a you know, let's say I at the most I could fight till I'm 45, mm-hmm. right? Like Fedor just retired, but he's 46. Sure. And that could be you consider it an anomaly, but you got to get after it early, and you got to take there's a you got to take a gamble, take a risk on not you know like MMA fighters who don't like make it. It's you know you got to ha- you eventually you're, you might have a point where you got to take that side job or take that full time job, and and training becomes a side hustle. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's there's a but for the most part I agree. If you have if you're if you have a like if you're a comedian. You can do. You can talk into a, a microphone till you're fucking seventy, eighty years old plus, yeah. right? But if you're going to be a like a professional athlete, your time is finite. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you can monetize your status as a pro athlete for a very, very long time. Right. You know, there, there's people that are still doing autograph signings and shit like that, making money. So I mean, there's, there's, if you're able to do it well. Uh, if you, if you're smart about the money that you made and if you use your time properly, it's generational wealth, right? So, right. Um, that's number one. But number two, kind of like what you said there, you know, well, you got to get that side job. That that's another stigma, man. Uh, if I had it to do over again, I would have had a, I, I, you know, I worked in the off season as a coach and I did some construction. I would have done more construction. I would have used my off season to make as much money as I possibly could. I mm. should have trained, work, trained, work, trained, work. Uh, I didn't work enough. And, there, and if I'm being very honest, and I'm being very vulnerable and honest, it's because I thought it was a little beneath me. I'm a minor league right. baseball player. Like, I'm a cardinal. You're almost too proud. Yeah, I'm a cardinal. I don't roof. Right. You know, that, that's, that's, and that's the old me. I don't shine shoes no more. Yeah. You know, that's bullshit. Let me tell you something right mm-hmm. now, guys. You're, I did not, and, and feel free to look up my numbers, boys. I didn't quit because I was bad at baseball. I quit because I couldn't pay my fucking bills. I got paid 1800 a month. Most I ever made after I was an all star in two thousand nine. You, you, your dream. You talk about finite. Your dream has a financial deadline, and the more rope you can give yourself, the longer you have to chase that dream. Right. If I played another That's two years, point. who knows what happens? I don't know what happens. I mean, I was burnt out, and I wasn't good enough to make it anyway. So, but if I, but I ran out of time. I ran out of time before I ran out of talent. And I'm telling you right now, folks, if you want to be a singer, songwriter, mu- fucking musician, ent- anything in the entertainment industry, you want to be an actor, if you want to be an, en- you want to own a business, you want to be an entrepreneur, you are going to shovel shit for years before you get money back in chunks. It's not linear. You're not going to make 50 grand this year, 70 grand next year, 90 grand. It's not a government job. You're going to make nothing, 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 everything. You've got to get to that level where you make everything. Don't be afraid to work. There's nothing wrong with waiting tables. There's nothing wrong with working construction. If you want to be an athlete, work construction. You are working on your body during the day. 
and you're getting up early enough in the morning where you have the whole rest of the night to get done what you need to get done. I mean, a lot of us work nights. You know, I was a bouncer. I would not suggest that. That's a, that's a shit job. It's high danger for no reason. I'm really doing it because I wanted to hang out with the chicks. And then you're getting in at 4 o'clock in the morning and you're too tired. Half your day's gone. Yeah. You wake up at night. I have friends, and like Stipe is a great example, who are, like, who are firefighters. And great that's, gig. That's like a good gig because I think you work, you're like on for like two days. Yeah. Right? To, like you're on for like Well, you're on 48, 48 hours. 48 hours. Yeah. And but a lot of times there's not a fire. You're in the you could be lifting in the fucking Mickey. You know what I mean? Or and chilling with the boys, hanging Mickey. out. And then you got four days. You, you nailed can it. Train. That's you know what gig. I mean? That that was what I was thinking. And I know That's there's the a gig. few that kid. Uh, there's a kid. I think his name's Frank Marshall. Who's like he's a South Jersey kid who just had his UFC debut. He does that. You know what? Brother? Uh, there's a lot of people who do that. That's that was it. that's what I was. Pro- if I didn't like like make it as quickly as I did, yeah. I probably would have would have done something that's like it. that. That's the gig. You know? There yeah. it is. That's it. Take yeah. the civil service test. And it's badass. You get to fucking protect people. Hell and, yeah. You know what I mean? You get to, you know. Well, clearly don't die in a fire. For sure. But. kind of rule number one. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. EMT, fire, solid. Yeah. Service to your community. Right. Something you can be proud about. It gives you the time you need to get your training in. And you're financially stable. Yeah. Boom. That's the one right there. Firefighter. Mm-hmm. Firefighter. Yeah, like that. That's a good chasing your dreams job right there. Something you can be proud of, something that gets yeah. you fine. I mean, it's not a ton of money in the beginning. I think they make like thirty-five grand in the beginning. That's um, better than nothing. You got benefits. You get hurt in training. You got health. Firefighter, bro. Mm-hmm. That's the gig. Yeah, bro. That's solid. What else we got? Yeah, I was just gonna say that firefighters actually do twenty-four hours on, then forty-eight off. Yeah. Uh, and their starting salary is about forty-five thousand dollars, and they get up to one hundred and twenty k. That's the gig. Okay. That's the gig. If you can get on as a firefighter, that's your that's your minor league gig. Whether you're minor league actor, minor be league hard fighter. If you're, if you're minor league like baseball player, though, you couldn't hold that down. I wonder if they let you. I wonder if they let you take every third day go go be gone. For no, you, well, hours? You, well, that's the big problem with minor league baseball is you're gone for eight months. That's what I'm saying, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it for certain ones that could work, but for yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's ah, not perfect. We don't we don't got all the answers here. I like fire, I like Omri? firefighter. That's a pretty good one though. Yeah, that's a good. Well, I'm one. very smart. So, <laughs> uh, while we're on the subject of, uh, uh, let me, let me give you guys some compliments. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. You just, I just wanted to make the calendar. He just bro. wants to do it for the calendar. I just, want, I just wanted the compliments. He didn't even, he didn't even know they get paid. I just paid. wanted the calendar compliments. Just, <laughs> I was like, I thought I get to climb ladders and fucking. How much do I got to pay to get on the calendar? The chat. Loves you guys both. Uh, tell tell us who it is. I want to meet the audience, man. Okay, tell us, yeah. I think it was, as long as it's nothing remarkably racist. Well, I mean, it's all touch and go with these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I can't I can't tell you what they're going to say a minute from now. But Crackpot Whisperer says that he would love for uh, Mickey to train him in MMA, and then Gerard can be his life coach. Well, uh, co- that's kind of if you're what in the area, go to Gracie, New Jersey. Well, Gracie, New Jersey. This goes to show you what a bad capitalist Mickey is. He has a whole OnlyFans where he teaches people MMA. That is true. My whole my whole OnlyFans is yeah. Subscribe to my OnlyFans and I, you'll get to learn some sick fucking fighting moves. Hell yeah, yeah. You learn how to fuck someone up. I will say you are a good coach. You, you're an attentive coach. We should get Dante uh, Dante on to talk about. But you you are a very good coach. You've helped me out in a couple times where I've been on the match. You're, you're good at seeing what yeah the person's trying to do mm-hmm. and being like, all right, well. How about you? Th- how about you do this? Th- this little guy here. Yeah, yeah, 
You are. You, I was taught by the best, man. David Adif. He's going to come on soon. I'm excited. I was actually thinking about, I was going to try and get him on today, but we'll, we'll get him on soon. Yeah. Introduce him and Omri. Yeah. My two Israeli pals. Yeah, that feels borderline racist. Well, <laughs> you said that feels borderline racist? Yeah, if I if I was black, would be oh you got to meet my other black friend. <laughs> well, so true, true, good si- point. Since I got to talk about minor league baseball, I will say this: every Dominican is best friends with every Dominican. Every Venezuelan is best friends with every Venezuelan. Whether they knew each other or not, they can see them yeah, from I across just the they diamond. They come in here and start speaking oh, Hebrew to each other. And qué pasó, amigo? Por la calle. Thought I was doing a guy a solid, a little uh, taste no, of home. You know, I'm not uh, saying that won't happen. Racist. I just don't like that it's the immediate assumption. <laughs> All right. Yeah. It's funny. It's funny that Mickey's the racist, but I'm the one that's like two Israelis in the same room. <laughs> I'm like it's a party. <laughs> what do we got next? Nah, he quit. Yeah, I'm quit. <laughs> like, Mickey, I'm, I'm racist now. <laughs> I didn't cut the tip off my dick for this bullshit. <laughs> This is a question we had left over from the other episode that I didn't get the chance to ask Mick. If Who's they... it from, Omri? For the fuck's from... sake. This is from the last episode. You I don't know, remember who it was And eventually, from. eventually, uh, what's the number of subscribers and we, we do call-ins? <sighs> Omri, you're going to be busy over there having yeah. to monitor these calls, but... Yeah, call-ins would be better. If don't come better. on and say the yeah, N-word, call... I'm going to yeah. be pissed. Yeah. But anyway, what's... Uh, uh... The question would be, if a legal uh, fighting championship with... Uh, with steroids opened up, would you join it? Uh, well, I've never taken steroids. Of course, I think. Uh, I mean, I don't know, bro. Isn't that basic? It, it, they'd have to be pay- they'd have to be paying like some real crazy money. I I don't I haven't I gotta. I mean, there's a lot of research out there on why some of that shit could be good for you and why it couldn't. What you were gonna say isn't that basically what pride? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, it was. They was incentivized uh, allegedly, pride? allegedly to take stuff. Some of those um, guys looked unreal. Yeah, bro. They, I mean, a lot of them were were juicing. Uh, the what, pride I can't say I would. Specifically well, look, said, I, I, uh, said it lists the pride contract specifically lists the list of drugs they won't be testing for. Get out of here. And, yes, yeah, that's, and that's, they that's include... Fine. You should not take steroids, especially these six we're not going to test for. Yeah. They, they include steroids and cocaine, too. They were like, you shouldn't do cocaine, but we're not going to test you for cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, uh... Yeah, no, I, I can't I, I can't say that I, I would, but I also I couldn't can't say that, uh... Can't say that I wouldn't, but I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to take take that shit. I think, uh, you know, I still kind of think steroids are for pussies. You know what I mean? That old fucking like cancer patients yeah, take steroids. Mick. Let's, you think let's cancer fucking... patients are pussies. <laughs> Why you got cancer, bro? <laughs> <laughs> what's up? What's nah, up? I what's mean, up with your immune system, just, dog? Just like, uh, yeah, man, it's it's a tough que- it's a tough question because there's, there's got to be people on it. But it's shit. As long as I've been, you know, pretty much as long as I've been fighting professionally, I've been getting. Tested by USADA, where a grown yeah. man comes has to knock on my door. Sometimes it's six in the morning, and it's like, "Hey, bro, like, gotta, uh, I gotta go take a piss in front of him." Can and they he, like looks my dick in the eye? Can make they sure test it's not a for everything though? Can they test for GH, EPO? Uh, they're very thorough. They're very they're thorough. They're very thorough. I think they test for all that. They, they'll you gotta give blood sometimes. He's a good man. I think Jeffrey. I gotta I'm say thorough. I think I think it's uh, it's interesting. It would as a spectator, it would be fun to watch. You know what I mean? Uh, dangerous though. Like, where people are getting enough fucking brain, uh, uh yeah, 
you know? Baseball was way better with steroids. I don't know how much better. Baseball, way better. Com- combat sports is a little more be. touchy, though. I think I'd rather have you guys, like, um, have weapons. Shut the fuck up. I'd be better with weapons. The fuck you mean weapons? Like weapons. Like a stick. <laughs> or uh most basic weapon. Yeah, like nothing like that's like slicey. Slicey yeah. McDicey. That's what I was thinking but of. But percussion How weapons? about guns, bro? Nah. Yeah, just watch some paintballs. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's my answer. I, I hate to kind of be a fence Yes, sitter, yes, but, uh... yes, yes. This. Ooh. <laughs> And you know, the way people so they use their things, then they pretty much mount the other guy, and they don't know how they don't know enough jujitsu on how to get out, and that's how the guy wins. They just start elbowing them in the helmet. <laughs> I'll tell you yeah. one thing: when I first started fighting jujitsu, it changed my entire worldview on history, because you, you know you have this idea of like battles mm-hmm. from like Braveheart and all these like dude historical battles with these guys wearing a hundred pounds worth of fucking metal. They must have lasted four minutes. Yeah, I think they took a lot of breaks. <laughs> time, time out. I think there was a lot of like fat guy truce. Know, fat guy truce. There's a lot of truces. A lot like, of truce. Like, and they're like, all right, we're ready to do this again. <sighs> but one more minute. All right, they need one more minute. You have the best minute. athletes in the world boxing with yeah. just 16 ounce gloves, and they're shot after like five three minute rounds. Can yeah. you imagine having to march in that shit for a hundred fucking miles, line mm-hmm. up on a fucking hill? Like these these battles must have been like. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, battle of will, bro. Battle, That's a of, battle will. of will. Because someone's gonna, if someone's gonna lay down and get little, tired, there you, there you go. It's a little different when you're dying. Yeah, a little different Facts. when you're kill or be killed. Yeah, there's no throwing in the towel in that one. Yeah, but it's, I, I got a feeling, it's a lot sloppier and quicker than what the movies have taught us to think it is. Yeah, I bet it's like, well, the Romans were the best with the whistle. The Romans would strike. And then you'd go to the end of the of the fa- uh, phalanx and like eat like sliced oranges. Yeah, you'd be like, okay, and yeah, all right, all right, all right, okay, okay. Have a Gatorade. My turn. Yeah, yeah. Boof. All right, back, back, right, back, back. Go back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's somebody thought of that was fucking brilliant. They were Smart. like, yeah, we gotta we gotta pace these guys. For these guys endurance. Hey, I want I want you guys to find out so that people don't think I'm full of shit. I'm telling you, look up Mickey Mantle's doctor, and I'm pretty sure it's the same doctor as Kennedy. And I they the they suspect because we're talking about steroids, they suspect the Mick. Don't be talking about my namesake like that, bro. Was getting uh, some fucking was getting. Don't be talking about my namesake as a kid, and they'd be like Mickey, like Mickey Mouse. They'd be like, like Mickey Mantle, like Mickey Mantle, dog. Yeah, (laughs) both sides. (laughs) Number seven, bro. Yeah, it's so funny. He's got one of the greatest quotes of all time too. When uh, Jose Canseco went forty, he was like the first guy in major league history to go forty, 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 forty home runs. Yeah. So Max Jacobson. Was he? He was a German doctor too, huh? Began training Mickey Mantle. Yeah, treating John F. Kennedy. Treating Mickey Mantle. Go back up. He was a German. It was a fucking Nazi. He was a German physician. These fucking Nazis, man, and their drugs. Vitamin shots. That included amphetamine, methamphetamine, and I'm pretty sure I heard testosterone as well. Go down to the Mickey Mantle one, please. Mickey Mantle treatment incident. When uh, he began treating Mickey Mantle in late September of 1961 for a case of the flu, Jacobson's I remember this in the movie 61. Injection into Mantle's hip. See, case of the flu is really cool. That they're yeah, like, oh, you had a case of the, the flu. flu. It's crazy how touch he had of the flu. Crazy how I had the flu every Friday and Saturday yeah. and Sunday morning. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, blah 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 blah. He got the infection, and that's the reason why Mantle was able to uh, uh, Maris was able to beat him because he ended up missing, I think, ten games. Uh, 
gotten the attention of those who knew better. It did not alert anyone Jacobson's improper practices. The failure to recognize the problem was also blamed on the reality of Mantle's lifestyle and his often being hungover or otherwise ill from alcohol abuse and a generally unhappy lifestyle. This illness yeah, was man, we were all over this. Dr. Ne- Feelgood Hell yeah. and uh, Hitler, the German, you know what Perbiton, I mean? Shit is all over the place. Perbiton shit's wild, bro. Yeah. They got those Germans. They got the- Imagine like a Nazi in a tank. That's not scary enough. Now a no, Nazi they're ho- they're fucking in a tent, out. I'm fucking meth. Yeah. Ah! Blitzkrieg! Uh, yeah. yeah, fucking insane. Yeah, no wonder France was like, yo, fucking, all right, all right, all right, yeah. all right, just calm down, let's take it, fucking calm down, pussies, <laughs> <laughs> fucking pussies. What, what else, else we got? We, we got have five a minutes. question from C Dumps. Uh, can you tell us any of the guests you are very much looking forward to have on? And is there anyone in particular that you want to have on that we haven't ha- had on yet? Great question. And the, the chat. Is specifically asking about. I'm probably fucking up the name. It's Bo, Bo Deedle. Bo Deedle. Bo Deedle. Why Bo Deedle? I'm interested to know why Bo Deedle. We follow each other on Instagram. We can get Bo Deedle tomorrow. Bo yeah. Chaz's yeah. What are boy. they asking about Bo Deedle for? I fuck with Bo Deedle. They just repeatedly are asking for him. For real. All right, by shit. name. Shit. Let's I love it. We'll get him on. Yeah. yeah let us know who y'all who y'all want to see. Shoot us messages on like Instagram, whatever, and we'll make that shit happen. Elon Musk says, Vox Populi. Whatever the people want, they get yeah, it, baby. Let's go. But uh who are some people we got? We got uh uh the formerly known as Enzo Amore. Enzo Amore. Professional wrestler coming on. Um who we got? We got down in Florida. We, we, you said we got Rashad Evans. Rashad Evans. If, um, people, if people want Greg Hardy, we get Greg Hardy. Uh, I'm hoping. I'm, and I know the guy he's fighting. That would be kind of fun if we got both of them on. I uh, would, the bare knuckle. He's fighting Josh Watson. I'd love to talk to your boy Chandler. Get Michael Chandler on. Chandler. You know, talk about the tough. Yep. Um, I want to get Jared Gordon on. Talk uh, some of his stuff, how he got robbed when he beat Patty Pimblett. He, he beat Patty Pimblett. Uh, for sure. Um, but his, he also has got a great story with his his sobriety. Yep. Um, and he's a big Sopranos fan, like myself. We could talk some Sopranos. People don't do some Sopranos trivia. People don't know this, but we're gonna get uh, Billy and Bobby on proper. Billy and Bobby. Billy and Bobby. On yeah, we proper. gotta get them on proper before huh? Ultra. Billy and Bobby on proper. I don't know. Tortuga's coming up though, and I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, Tartufo. The, we're, we're gonna have the Spice King on. Y'all don't know about the Spice King, but excited for the Spice King. Um. Catherine Narducci. Yeah. Catherine Narducci for those that are fans of The Sopranos. Uh, I don't know. Who else? Who do people want? I am very interested in uh, Jordan Peterson. I'm, I'm, I would love to talk with Jordan Peterson. He's a guy I'm very interested in. Um, I think... Uh, Johnny Russo again? Johnny Johnny Russo would be a very, very interesting guy. Uh, but shit, we're, we'll reach out to Bo Deedle. You know what, guys? This is going to sound like such bullshit, but Mick and I have had this conversation. There's a bunch of people that are like either famous or on the periphery of fame that that you know we've kind of known and and gotten to know. There's just there's things that they can't say. They're not very interesting people. Like we can go. We ch- we want the people talk who are prepared to talk the real shit. Yeah, and if they're man. not trying to talk the real shit, it's like I sorry. Like we love you, but love you. We'll, you know, we could talk about the fake shit or that we can talk about the real shit off camera, but yeah. can't come on the podcast like, if you're not trying to talk some real shit. Go watch the View. You know, go watch mainstream yeah. media. You come for slick and thick because we're talking about shit you want to hear that you're not hearing anywhere else. You know, there's. I guarantee you, there's not a single other place 
on any radio or TV station today that's telling you that Mickey Mantle was getting shot in the ass with amphetamines. It's just not happening. That's why you come to Slick and Thick. You come to Slick and Thick because we talk about real-life shit. With, and, and I don't, I don't want to work PR for some rich and famous person. Hey, tell me about your upcoming book. I don't give a fuck. You know, and I, it's cool, and I love the clout. I'm a big clout chaser, but I don't give a shit. I, I, I don't want to speak for Mick, but I would rather speak. I would rather talk to a Billy fucking D every day of the week. For you know? sure. Billy, someone who's going to, who, who, if you try and follow him on Instagram, probably going to block you. I'm going to tell you no. He's going he's gonna to be like, nope, but denied, I can, I, denied, denied. But he, you know, he's got a real story. I learned he's talk that real more shit. about myself from talking to him. Yeah. You know, I, I, I saw mistakes I made and mistakes that he made. And, and, I, and I, I felt gratitude for my father in what his, how his father failed him. I came away with a better perspective of life from mm-hmm. that conversation. That's yeah. what that's what this interests me. Yeah. You know? And, and like, yeah, look, you guys want famous people. We want famous people, too. It's cool. But at the same time, man, like, fuck, this is Mickey fucking G, bro. Like, just cool people with cool stories. Mm-hmm. That, that That's the shit that interests me. Yeah. Like, talk to me. Like, Jared Gordon, I want to hear about Jared Gordon. Yeah. I want to hear about the Patty Pimlet fight, of course. But I want to hear how he got there. Because the story you crazy told me story, is nuts. Brother. Yeah, crazy story. Nuts. Overcame a lot. Yeah. You know? You know, I th- th- love to talk to Michael Chandler, but I'd love to talk to Jorge Masvidal fucking too. Masvidal's story to me is nuts. Yeah. You know, I'd love to talk about that shit. I'd love to talk fucking, you know, Peterson. Everybody in the world talks about Peterson. I would talk to Jordan Peterson about nothing anybody's ever talked to him about before. Yeah. I don't give, yeah, I don't give a shit about all this. It's been beaten to death. Sure. Talk to me about young Jordan Peterson, who was the alcoholic, hockey playing fucking roughneck. And how the hell did that guy become the foremost fucking intellectual of our of our time? Yeah. You know, how, that that interests me. You know, like that. Tell me, I want to know about the person, and I want to know what I can learn about life from this person. I like being around high level people, high level thinkers that have people that have achieved, people that have redeemed. Thank you. Thank you. People that have redeemed <laughs> themselves. Right. That's that's kind of what this is about. You yeah. know. And if and if we have a few listeners, if you listen to our episode and we make you laugh once, we make you think once, and we give you some knowledge that you never had before, we did our fucking job. And now you do your job and help us fucking grow by sharing it, motherfuckers. Fucking A. What else we got? I'm going to hit one more. Let me be done here. The biggest question is, would you Who's have- it from, Omri? God, fuck, unbelievable. <laughs> it's from C-Dumps again. <laughs> Uh, and All right. Kush. We're just having some names that they want to see on the podcast. Also, uh, Jorge is asking if you know any people that are not Italian. This Jorge? I'm Irish, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm a fucking mutt. Uh, you know, this is that reverse racism. Do we know that's people become, who are not Italian. This, Why is Bo Deal Italian? This is this is uh, that reverse racism that's become so pervasive in today's society. All white people look the same. What is this? Saturday Night Live for crying out loud? Calm down. So they, that was a question from this Jorge or from? We can't finish on that. We can't okay. finish on that. Give us yeah, another give one. Give us one from the, from the chat. Um, do we know people How soon Italian? can you have Cowboy <laughs> from Cerrone Jersey. on the podcast? Oh, dude, I would or love Cerrone. Oh, Cowboy? Sounds yeah. dope. Yeah, if we could pin his ass down, bro. One thing I love about Cowboy, Cowboy lives a fucking life. Yeah. Bro, he's, he's like, I think he's like, you know, like constantly bored. So he's constantly having like... Like he he like can't sit still, 
which is great because I'm kind of like that too. Mm. So he, we'll be going and play, go play ultimate frisbee. They'll be going and these motherfuckers like riding bikes in the woods. Does I play, don't like that. Does he that, play pickleball? I don't know. I bet he'd get into pickleball though. He he he'd be down for it all. But uh, yeah, I had a good time with that. And that guy showed me like because a lot of times I would be like train, all right, go back home and rest. Train, go back home and rest. Which I get too. Like that's you know go eat, sleep, train. But like. He goes out and lives a fucking life, like, all the time. So I, I really admired that, like, spending uh, some time with him. And he'd be a great, he'd be another great guest. Oh, but Cerrone, Italian. <laughs> <laughs> the Don. Yeah. The Don. Yeah. Yeah. Just because yeah. he wears a cowboy hat, it just goes to show you. Yeah, the reverse fucking... racism yeah. of Jorge, who has less pigmentation than either of us, mind you. Just yeah. because you speak in the formal Uthed doesn't make you a Caucasian. All right there, Jorge? All right, Big G, let's take them out. Guys, this has been Slick and Thick, our second live episode. If you like us live, let us know. Maybe we'll continue doing them. If not, we'll do go back to the pre-recordings. But thank you to everybody to listen. Love you to death. If you listened and you want to subscribe, use the code SNT. You get one free week, my friends. And do us a favor. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Share it if you liked it. All right? Check out our YouTube channel, Slick and Thick on YouTube. Subscribe. We put out all our clips on there as well. Yeah, subscribe. And we're going to do some incentives when we start hitting those numbers. Yep. Uh, we're gonna do, we'll, we'll do different things. We'll put something out soon. But yeah, Gerard just said it today. He's gonna take a fucking amateur fight. Uh, yeah, we'll have him fighting out in, in Pennsylvania. I like it. Get a fucking amateur fight for the big boy. Yeah, you know what I mean. We'll all come out it. there, watch him. I like it. Uh, but yeah, we'll do a lot more other incentives who for the people who subscribe to the to the YouTube. Sounds good to me, man. For the one, the only, the great Slick Mick, the ruler. I am Gerard Michaels for Amre and Jorge. This has been Gadget Digital. Love y'all. See y'all on Friday. Peace.